And it's finally here, the OU Jewish Communities Fair. It's the sixth International Jewish Communities Fair today on Sunday, April the 30th here at the Metropolitan Pavilion in New York City. And we are live. My name is Nachum Siegel. Beside me is Miriam L. Wallach. We've got the Nachum Siegel Network team all here and present and accounted for. And uh, we are here to describe uh, the scene at this uh, unique and very interesting venue as the OU again has brought together communities from across the country and Israel to um, remind everybody out there who's looking to move, who's looking to relocate, all uh, to, to remind them of all of their options, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Miriam Alwalik. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. We are live. We're live on Facebook Live. I'm told. If you go to Nachum Siegel Network, you can you can click on the video or live on Facebook Live. Again, that's under the Nachum Siegel Network Facebook page. We're also live on our home page. If you go to NachumSiegel.com, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com, and you can watch all the proceedings. And it's going to be a very intense couple of hours. We're going to be grilling. We're going to be peppering many communities and their leaders with questions, difficult questions, hard-to-answer questions. Why, you, why, you why be, am I shaking my yes, head? Why are you shaking because your head? Because we are going to have fun for the next two hours. Oh, we're going to we enjoy are, the are you kidding company me? of our guests. We are going to put them on the hot seat. Yeah, there we go. And we're going to ask them, why is their community so much better than all the others that are here? This is why Nachum works on a Sunday. There'll be some trash talking between communities, I predict. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Someone will sit at our, bro- at our broadcast booth. This is not a disunity <laughs> and event. Start, and they'll start <laughs> railing on some other community that's here that may have overstated or exaggerated their amenities. You, well, don't, you don't see any of that happening? I don't. And luckily, <laughs> we see a lot of friendly faces here. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, Okay. Anyway. Uh-huh. There are a lot of friendly faces here, a lot of people that we know outside of the OU, a lot of friends from the OU. Mayor Cruder, by the way, snapping over there. Thank you, Mayor Cruder of Cruder Photography. We were not sure which community he'd be with today. It ends up he's with us, the Nahum Single Network community. How do you like that? Pretty this, good, huh? This is one of those moments that sharing headsets <laughs> with you is a lot of fun. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Uh, how many communities are there here? How many communities are, uh, are at the fair? I know Jamie passed me that note. 56? So, yeah, I was told 56 communities. I didn't um, even know there were 56 Jewish communities in this country, frankly. You know, when you're jaded by the whole New York experience... You don't even yes. realize that there are vibrant Jewish communities in places like Houston, Texas, <laughs> and others. You know what I mean? Shout who, out to the Pollocks. Who, who would have thought? Are the Pollocks still in Houston, by the way? They are. They haven't been convinced after their children headed east. They are not convinced to just come on out here, bite the bullet, and join us? You know, it's not the children. It's the grandchildren. Oh, is that what it it's is? It's never the children. But the grandchildren also out east. Yes, well, for case. now. But his father is a Manhattanite who relocated to, uh, oh, to Houston. True. And then, on top of 56 communities, the question is how many states, in addition to the state of Israel, are represented here at the OU Fair? And you know what the answer is? 19 states. Wow. There are actually 19 states in this country that have offerings of Jewish communities that are growing and that have a lot to offer. I could think of some that are not even represented here, frankly. But these, are, but these 19 states uh, are the ones that have stepped forward and are ready to share with this great audience 
uh, what's unique about their community. We should also mention, by the way, that besides the fact that there are plenty of activities for children here on premises, for those people who are wondering, what am I going to do with my kids? I really want to check this out. I know what's going on until 6 o'clock. What am I going to do with my kids? There is more fun going on over there than there is going like on. Like what? Give me an example. I mean, there's coloring. There's activities. Oh, yeah? There's Yeah, there's a lot. Some there's arts like a, and crafts? There's like an indoor playground situation some, going on over there. Some creative stuff? And Nachum, don't worry. There's a food court. Oh, in that case. There we go. In that case, my free time will be occupied. Yes, we are all set. So if you're looking forward, if you were wondering about joining us here today at the OU Community Fair, it goes on until 6 o'clock. We are on 18th and 6th at the Metropolitan Pavilion in New York City. And there's plenty of stuff to do for people of all ages, that's for sure. And if it looks fun on Facebook Live or on our website, it's 10 times more fun. The video doesn't even do it justice. It certainly it's doesn't. Times we're having a blast. When you come down live and in person. And it's, a, it's a crowd that's really large already in its building, you could see. Yeah, we were wondering, by the way, it was like pretty cold here an hour ago. Oh, really? It was, it was like meat-chilling cold in here. Place but warmed up nicely. It did. You know, you get bodies in here. You yeah. Get, yeah, exactly. It's a I, lot of... I'm glad that was taken care of. It's want, packed. And what, we saw... What is, <laughs> right, DK is like, what are you talking about? It's been hot here the entire time. Of the course. man who doesn't let us turn on the heat in the studio. Right, we already, by the way, we complained about that on Thursday. But did not think it was a don't problem. Don't listen to the archive. Um, we should also make mention that there are a number of communities here who will not be um, slotted today simply because of time. But there are so many opportunities for people who are looking for new communities outside of those who will be on the air with us today, be on the air with Nahum, and those who have already been on the air, that you should not think that somehow or another it's limited to just the faces that we see here today. I saw before Rabbi Brander from West Hartford. He came by to say hi. Right, but they won't be featured, but they, they'll they be That's here at the That's what I'm fair, saying. Right. Rabbi Klibanoff is here. Right. Now, uh, the question is who to blame for all of this. Why are there 56 communities and only 10 of them are going to be featured on the air. And the answer is, of course, Adina Schwartzbaum and Rabbi Judah Isaacs. They are the people. We are not really blaming you. They are the people who are to blame uh, for this. He's kidding. We've. What do you mean? Not huh? everyone knows that this is your sense of humor. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> not uh, yet, no. I know Judah Isaacs a long time. I bet okay, he, but Adina's new here. All right, but he knows at least that okay. this is my sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, 56 communities, we get to feature about 10 of them. Um, uh, Judah Isaacs is Director of Community Engagement. Welcome back. To Thank you. To Network. Adina Schwartzbaum is Program and Special Projects Coordinator. Thank Welcome you. to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, congratulations to both of you. This booklet, which would make it seem like this is the world's biggest event, in fact, is testimony to the fact that this is a world big event because you guys put together the Communities Fair. You wondered how many people would pre-register, would express an interest in being here, and the numbers, thank God, have been really good so far. The, the numbers have been phenomenal, Nachum, and really, We've been doing this, this is the sixth time that we've done it. We have the most people pre-registered that we've ever had, and I already see a lot of people walking in and registering as well, so I think we're going to be in great shape. I met some people from the New York area who I know that are at the community fair. Can I start spreading rumors that they're going to be moving out of New York soon or not? Uh, you can. <laughs> I have somebody from my shul who said they were afraid to come because I would see them. And I said, it's okay, I'll pretend I don't see you. <laughs> there you go. So we don't know what people's plans are, but this is one of the options that they're exploring putting together information on tens and tens of communities and uh, figuring out what to do. Well, Adina, what was the reaction from the communities themselves? Were they running to be here? Uh, or were some of them we hesitant? We had a waiting list of people, of communities who, you know, we couldn't fit everyone in. We have a huge space and we still couldn't fit everyone. And communities were hoping and hoping next year, can we get here next year? And so you have hopefully we'll, keep, hopefully we'll keep doing this program. Yes, we Seriously. do. We do. Yeah. Yes, we do. That we're not able to make it into your configuration. Correct. 
either wow. because of timing or other things. They came a little bit late, but we're met, this. We just this is the largest space venue we've ever had for this event, and we are really maxed out. And we're going to have to figure out what to do next in two years from now. One of my great challenges on a day like today is thinking of questions that really apply to each specific community, because as you know. They're all, in many ways, you know, featuring their amenities and talking about education and tuition and things like that in their areas. All those things are important. Is there a, on the, on the opposite end, not speaking about uh, the diverse responses we can get, but in terms of the consistent responses we could get, is there a theme that you say to yourself really goes through all 56 communities? Is there one thing that you could say that you've noticed among most or all of them going through this process? I would say that almost all of them offer a more affordable option than when young couples are thinking about the five towns in Teaneck, not to negate those communities, right. I live in Teaneck myself, but that there are more affordable options out there. I think each of those communities really have an ability to really uh, say that they have an affordable place to live. And again, they have all the amenities. Most of them have you know, kosher food availability, some have restaurants, they have day schools, they have all the things that you can do and you re really can live a much different kind of lifestyle and a much better lifestyle. I lived in Michigan for 17 years and I can tell you, life is very different there. Uh, and it's, there you have a lot of the same things that you have in New York. Um, and, uh, but people are friendlier also, which makes a difference. The <laughs> consistent theme, aside from the friendliness, then is the affordable housing, basically. People, Primarily, I mean, we have some- The biggest expense, except, right. except for tuition, maybe. Except for <laughs> tuition. I mean, we do have some communities here that are a little more expensive to live in, but they offer a variety of other options, and that's why they're here. All right, uh, Adina Schwartzbaum, Judah Isaacs, it's a, a wonderful project. It really is an incredible service to the community to provide all these people in one place uh, for them to uh, share with everybody what they have to offer. Uh, do you get an opportunity to visit any of these communities ever? I would love to. I actually spent Shabbos in Edison Highland Park a couple weeks ago. They all think I'm moving next month. <laughs> That's how rumors start. They're all just waiting for me to tell them when they're moving, but I, I did have a chance to visit them. Great community, lots and lots of shuls, different school options. I would love to make it out to more of the communities and really see what they have to offer. I, I tell them all, I'm you know the young couple target demographic that right. you're trying to target. Of course, when I tell them that, they all try and tell me, come here, come here. Right. But I, I do look around myself and see what they have to offer. In addition to what we just mentioned, are there communities here offering incentive packages? Are there any that are, because in the old days. In the old days they used to. Right. Today they're not offering as much as an incentive, but there are some tax um, benefits. Benefits. Richmond has basically free tuition if you have certain income, um, the way their state works. Pennsylvania has a huge tax income for uh, tax benefit for day schools. So there are communities that have some availability uh, if you don't, like if you move to Las Vegas, I was in Las Vegas last week, there's no income tax. I mean, right. you know, you're saving on some other kind of ways that compared to the tax you'd be paying in New York or in other places. All right, I thank you both. Thank you for okay. welcoming us here. Thank you for having Nachum, us. Thank you. Thank, you thank you for, for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you for an amazing community fair. It's Adina Schwartzbaum, Judah Isaacs. They are among the coordinators here at the um, at the uh, community's fair for the OU, Eric Pincus is here. Believe it or not, the first uh, the first community we're going to be concentrating on is a place we've been to recently. And that's of course uh, down in uh, Boca Raton, Florida. He's executive director of the Boca Jewish Center. Eric, welcome to the Nachum Single Network. So nice to be here. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. How's the weather in Boca today? Sunny, hot, and beautiful. Now, how will it be tomorrow? 
Sunny, hot, and beautiful. And the next day, you think? You better believe it's the best place in the world. Yeah, it's a, it's Aside a, from Eric Sistrell, that's it. Very good. Uh, the weather there certainly is a plus. There's no question. Not every community could say the weather's a plus in terms of uh, that's uh, where they're from around the country. In your case, it certainly is. But what else is it about Boca that would be attractive to people out there? I think there's a misconception. People think Boca is a small community. They're thinking of Miami when they think of Florida. It's not the case. Boca is a mature community. Over five day schools are there. We have plentiful restaurants. It's a really mature community, and it's growing exponentially. Um, there are people who, who look at Florida in general and think it's a senior community. Um, maybe there's, uh, you know, they wonder about the interaction between seniors and the youth that, that you and others attract there. What would you say about the age situation in Boca? I mean, I think that, that, that's true. South Palm Beach County has over 250,000 Jews. Obviously, majority of that are the elderly, right. the older population. But it's changing, and it's changing very quickly. The schools are growing. We have five day schools. There's a new girls' school that just opened up last year. And the young population are finally taking notice. They're finding that there's no state income tax. Right. There's a lot of attractive things about Boca Raton that people want and they desire from large communities to small communities to large schools to small schools. It really offers everything that you can imagine. What can you tell us about housing prices down there? Housing prices, they're obviously cheaper than they are in Manhattan or even in northern New Jersey, but they're reasonable. A four-bedroom house will be in the 400s, five-bedroom probably in the 500s. Boca Jewish Center is right outside of a country club. So if you love the lifestyle of a golf and tennis club, you have it right there too. Boy, oh boy, sounds exciting. Eric Pinkus is with us, Executive Director of the Boca Jewish Center. By the way, on the note of the, of the senior citizens, uh, I, when I was down there, I, it, it looked like there's a nice symbiosis between the senior crowd and the, the youth or the middle-aged people. It looked like there was a, there was a, a nice benefit and a, and, a, and a very nice atmosphere to having all those generations together. There is. I came down 13 years ago, and I was one of five people that moved into uh, Boca, uh, Boca Raton Synagogue at the time. Right. And the rest were all Colo families in their 20s. It's totally changed. Boca Raton Synagogue now... Majority of it are younger families that are, let's say, 40 and under. And Boca Jewish Center is thriving with families that are 40 and under, 40 and under as well. So, I mean, it's the, the, the collaboration of the young and old, it, it was sort of something that was going to eventually have to happen. Right. And it works out beautifully because yeah. we all work, uh, work in tandem. I would say it's seen as a benefit for sure. Uh, we joke sometimes, and frankly, it's not a joke, that if you stand in a specific spot, in Teaneck, New Jersey, you have 18 kosher restaurants within a two-minute walk. You have a similar situation. It might be the only other place in the country where you have an unbelievable glut of kosher food in one area. It's unbelievable. I mean, we have, we have a kosher marketplace that has anything you can ever, ever imagine. They're expanding. They're growing. We have several pizza shops, um, flesh restaurants, yeah, milk restaurants. Restaurant. You love sushi. We have probably about four or five sushi restaurants or restaurants that contain sushi foods. Yeah, some actually say now that the kosher food destination in this country is your area. I wouldn't and, be surprised. And that's a very big attraction. It used to, it used to be Miami. Now exactly, people are talking right. about Boca. And now it's moving north and even more so than New York and California. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. How do, get people, how do people get information about Boca? What can they look up on the web, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, they can go to bocajewishcenter.org or bjst.org. Um, it's a wonderful, uh, wonderful website, and there's various links that can lead you to various restaurants, schools, and other organizations in Bo Boca Raton and South Palm Beach County. All right, very nice. Are you the only representative here in Boca that's, uh, that's There is the another fair? synagogue. Uh, it's, uh, it's called East Boca, and they're also here representing Boca Raton. 
um, we are actually representing more of the west parts of Boca Raton. All right, so even the community itself is expanding like crazy within the city. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, Eric Pincus, a pleasure to meet you. Same here. See you down in That's Boca great. Raton next Can't time wait. we make it Can't down wait. there. Can't He's right. executive director of the Boca Jewish Center, everybody. Just one of the places you can check out here at the OU Communities Fair. We're off to a good start. We started with a place that's got a tremendous number of kosher restaurants. How could you go wrong with that? Ariella Shafrin is here. Southfield, Michigan. My gosh, is there a Jewish community in Southfield, Michigan? It sounds like the answer is yes. Bring that a little closer to you. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. How long have you been in Southfield? Five years. And how, where are you from originally? I'm from Teaneck originally. You leave New Jersey I and you go to New Southfield, Jersey. Michigan. Yeah. Any special reason? Uh, we left for my husband's job, but he had a two-year commitment, and we stayed. We love it there. I'm looking for the page here to describe Southfield. This OU book is pretty amazing. It gives you an overview of every community here. And how do you like that? You're the contact person <laughs> when it comes to Southfield, Michigan. There's an Aruv, there's a Kolel, there's a Mikvah, there's kosher food available, there's day school and high school. Mm -hmm. Is there a high school? Is it active high school? It's good numbers? Yeah, good yeah. numbers out there? It's great. There's two. Uh, kosher restaurants. Plenty of job opportunities and plenty of housing opportunities as well. How would you describe the uh, housing uh, and the affordability of housing prices in Southfield, Michigan? Uh, they're very affordable. Um, they're in the low to medium 200,000s right now. Wow. Uh, so coming from Teaneck, that's you know, a huge incentive coming from the New York area. It's great. Good um, value for your dollar, huh? I'm sorry? Good value for your dollar. Very good value. You know, large houses, big property. Um, you know, you can walk around. Kids can run around in the backyards. You know, it's great. So you get a great value. Uh, is the community growing in general? It's, it is growing. We moved five years ago. And since, you know, the past seven years, we've had about 50 young families move into just our community, into wow. the Young Israel Southfield community. And they don't, they don't all come from New York and New Jersey? No. No, all over the place. Any of them come from Canada? Yeah. Some do. Yeah. We've ha I think there's three families that have people from Canada. Right. Because it's somewhat near the border. Am I right? Yeah, we're very close to Windsor. Yeah. The, I think Windsor kids used to go to school in Detroit every day. Yeah, so. there are or people from Windsor who come in. Uh, yeah, Detroit's actually the only place where you go south to Canada. Right, exactly. Well, right. Yeah. I, I remember <laughs> that. Very good piece of trivia. I like that. Uh, Southfield, Michigan is our focus. Um, who are the rabbis out there in Southfield? Any names that we'd be familiar with? In Young Israel, Southfield, we have Rabbi Yechiel Morris. Um, is that the main shul? That's, that, yeah, that's in our community. Right. And uh, are there other communities around Southfield? Um, there's there was Oak another Park. one that I... Oh, right, Oak, Oak Park, Park I Cone. Right. That's also growing over there? I'm sorry? Is that also growing over there, Oak Park? I think so, yeah. The whole um, Jewish Detroit is really growing. There's been a big boom in the past few years. Because when we think of Michigan or, you know, follow the news of the day, it, it seems like, you know, there have been difficulties there, economic difficulties, etc. You're saying the Jewish communities... It's really growing. Um, the schools are growing. There's a lot of opportunities. You know, a new... Uh, Grocery store just opened with a huge kosher, you know, section. Um, new restaurants are opening up. It's, it's the Jewish community. It's really making a presence there. How far is the drive from New York to Michigan? Uh, well, we do it several times a year. I it's, can imagine. <laughs> it's about nine and a half hours if you go straight through the night. And a really lot of fun, it. right? <laughs> yeah. You know, you watch for deer and everything else on the road, but you do it. It's really not bad. It's an hour and 15-minute flight. And the weather in general in Detroit? It's actually really nice. You know, before we moved, our entire family was making fun of us. You're right. going to have horrible weather. But in the five years we've been there, our winters have been much lighter than New York. 
you know, we haven't had as many blizzards. Imagine that. Yeah, it's actually really nice. The summers are beautiful. You're lucked out. They're very cool. Uh, there's a, I asked earlier about incentives that are being given by communities in general uh, at the fair. You have a reduced first year membership for brand new members. In our show. That's being offered and interest free loans uh, in terms of people trying to acquire or refurbish a brand new home, which will be very, very helpful as well. In addition to those uh, inexpensive housing prices that you described compared to what we're used to in New York and New Jersey. Is there any one term or any one uh, phrase that would sum up the Detroit Jewish community? Something that you discovered that you didn't know before you moved out there? Uh, it's a very vibrant community. You, once you get there, you really see you know, how active everybody is, how friendly. It's really, it becomes your family when you move there. Um, there's so many people and everyone has something different to offer. Very nice. Well, Ariella Schaffrin, she's representing Southfield, Michigan, and she's here at the uh, OU Jewish Community Fair. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Best regards to Detroit, Southfield, Michigan. How do you like that, ZK? Southfield, you're on your way, huh? I don't know if ZK can give up his uh, abode over in uh, Marine Park. I don't know if he would do that. Well, there's a unique concept that's going on here at the Jewish Communities Fair, and I welcome those of you who are watching on Facebook, and I also welcome those of you who are watching on NahumSingle.com. I also welcome those of you who are listening at NahumSingle.com. I also welcome those of you who are tuned into our archive, if you're listening to this at a different time. Uh, there's a unique concept here, and that is that the great, greater Metro West area is being represented as one collective, as one group of uh, schools and communities trying to encourage and uh, asking people to consider moving to that area. And Rebecca Hinden is here from the greater Metro West area in New Jersey. They are sponsoring the participation of several communities in the area as part of an effort to expand their day schools and their communities. Welcome to the Malcolm Signal Network. Thank you so much. I'm How so are things in Metro West? I know Metro West Fabulous. very well. Do you know that? Fabulous. Do you? I lived a long time in Metro West in the Oranges. Okay. Everything go, doing well over there? Yes, I'm in the Oranges too. Yeah? Yes. Livingston doing well? Livingston's doing well. Exit 5A, exit, exit 6A, everybody's doing there, well. Laurel still Avenue. There, still there, still there, still <laughs> there. Anyway, how many communities, I, I know there are four schools under this umbrella, the Gottesman Academy, the Kushner uh, School in Livingston, the JEC School in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and Golda Ox Academy in West Orange. Yep, four day schools. And are those the four communities that are being represented? No, so I'm here representing the Jewish Federation of Greater Metro West New right. Jersey. We've brought all these six Orthodox communities together here um, under the Federation umbrella. Um, so that's West the, Orange, Livingston, Elizabeth. West Orange, Livingston, Linden, Elizabeth, Park, Sippany, and Springfield. There you go. Okay. Yeah. And all of them together are, are offering people a uh, unique opportunity to check out their community. Uh, what's going on in Metro West? I mean, over the last few years, we've seen an even bigger boom in all these communities. Absolutely. And, which is pretty remarkable. So we have, um, I could tell you a little bit just about the resources sure. in the community. The Federation, first of all, is completely behind these communities and supports them in a way um, unlike many other communities in Correct. North America. That is unique. Particularly in the day schools where we offer a tuition cap for families um, that they won't pay more than 18% of their adjusted gross income right. in tuition, which is really a revolutionary program. We also offer move-in incentives for families who are moving to Greater Metro West. And That's for send all their the kids. six communities you mentioned? For all these communities, anybody who moves into any one of these communities and sends their kid to any one of our day schools will receive a move-in incentive of $1,800. Nice. So that's just another little bonus. So, And this is on top of anything that our communities and our schools are already doing. For example, a Kushner school 
the Kushner Academy has um, a special move-in program called the Boning Program. The JEC has programs as well for moving in, and each of the communities have their own uh, move-in incentives and programs. All right, so there's, a, so there's the general Metro West incentive and there's specific ones that people can get. And this is all happening at one table or one all, booth? So it's six booths ah. across. We have this entire section The Metro here. West section. The Metro West you section. You feel like you've walked into the oranges. You, you know what? It's such a nice opportunity for all of these shuls who play so nicely together and are really so diverse to, to grab the attention of, of people. And really a win for any one of these communities is a win for our entire greater Metro West. And those who might be skeptical, it, it, it really does work. People it might does. think this is, it's not just it's not just rhetoric. It really is working well. And like you said earlier, which we wish it would work in other areas of the country like the way it does here. Look, this is a community that prides itself on being able to get together for various events. Our four schools have been working together for many years. The heads of school regularly meet. Representatives from each of the schools regularly meet. And the federation really brings them all together. And the rabbis, I think, as the well. The rabbis right? regularly meet. So we're so excited to be able for the first time to get all of our shuls together, our orthodox shuls together um, in one Greater Metro West table so that we can promote that idea of, of collaboration here. We generally know what people are looking for when they come to a fair like this. One of them is affordable housing. Is that a tough sell for your communities? No, not at all. I think, you know, we have such diverse communities. We are six communities here together, and so you can really find anything that you're looking for under the banner of Greater Metro West. It just depends on what you're looking for. So there's something for everybody here. It just depends on, on what you're searching for when you're looking for a community. And another benefit, aside from the amenities that these communities can offer, and again, I'm somewhat familiar with them, they're so close to New York City that oh, that, that whole element right. is like... Right, so that's one of our our best draws, is that we really are, and, and commute is really easy. Well, I don't want to say easy, easy. It depends right. where you're coming <laughs> from in Greater Metro West, but it's, we're definitely accessible to anywhere in New York City, and we're probably one of the closer communities um, I mean, certainly you've got quite, quite far places from New York City here in this room, but you know, Greater Metro West, New Jersey, we're only 15 miles west of New York City. So. And I remember the days at Linden, for instance, really didn't have much of a Jewish presence. If it did, it certainly didn't have you know services for the Jewish community, etc. And that continues to change, right? Linden, I mean, I can't speak about. I, right, I, I don't want to speak saying. for any specific community. But in each case, it seems that they're growing. Yeah, so each of our shuls are growing. Um, we've, especially in the last couple of years, just in general, Greater Metro West has really um, expanded. Um, I know that Springfield's done very, very well yeah. at the OU fairs in the past. West Correct. Orange too, Livingston, Elizabeth. So. Where are you based? You're in West Orange, or you're in? Me personally. Uh, no, meaning at work. I'm at the Federation in Whippany. Oh, you're in Whippany. Yeah. How's it doing over there? Fabulous. And it's quite a place. It's the best place. Is to there work. still a building in Northfield Avenue or not? No. Nothing? Oh, you mean JCC? Right, JCC, JCC still of there. course, of course. Thank yeah, God. <laughs> Spent a lot of time in that building. Yes, yes, the JCC, JCC. Uh, it's Rebecca Hinden from Greater Metro West in New Jersey. They are here at the fair, and uh, anybody out there wants to... Uh, investigate any of these communities. I bet they'll, they'll probably have websites, right? All these individual communities and schools probably have websites. So each of these, yes, they, each of these communities has their own. Our website, where I'm here with the Federation, right. ours is www.njdayschools.org, and that's also where you can sign up if you want to get a tuition grant, tuition incentive grant. All right, and take advantage both of the local ones and the general ones. Absolutely, yeah. Lots of resources available for families moving in. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much. A pleasure. So nice to meet you. Uh, Rebecca Hinden from Greater Metro West, everybody. My old hometown, Greater Metro West. I remember the place with great fondness.
we'll, we'll head to a, a musical selection, or at least an a cappella one, and we will continue. And we will continue with more coming up here at the Nahum Siegel Network. I want to remind everybody that uh, we are on Facebook Live. You can watch the proceedings if you go to the Nahum Siegel Network page on Facebook. That's right. Go to the Nahum Siegel Network page on Facebook, and you can check out everything that's going on. Uh, in addition to that, I remind you that uh, we're at NahumSiegel.com. All you have to do is go to our website and see our broadcast in its entirety. More coming up if you keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Shiva 
You know what they say, radio is all about adjustments, right, ZK? We started a song, but then I recalled that we are in an acapella format, so we switched to the acapella version of Achenu. Amazing. And does Mary Mel Wallach have a microphone? Of course not. There we go. I know. ZK, you can't do everything. I know, I know. <laughs> Looks like Pollock is adjusting well. Pollock. Yeah. Where do you get one of those? I have one for you. you yeah, have one for me? sure. I hope you have one for me. I hope so, yeah. Look who's here, our friend Ralph Rosenbaum from East Brunswick, New Jersey. How are you? Ralph, a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> this is the only on thank air. You for, thank you <laughs> this, for having him. This is the only on air. Um, intro? Intro that you would actually tolerate. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, I'd be showing you away, exactly. but you, I'm absolutely, I'm thrilled to meet you. Thank you for having him. Totally mutual. <laughs> Thank um, you. Thank you. He's the best. It, uh, shout out to East Brunswick. Shout out to East Brunswick, New okay, Jersey. Okay, not actual shouting. If not you, actual shouting. If you shouting. move there, you get to live near Ralph Rosenbaum. You get to live next door. His house next door might actually be for sale. All right. Well, we're spreading rumors. Yoni, what exactly are you eating? Yeah, put the camera on Yoni. And get a mic. What? Yeah, we need a mic for Yoni. All right, so this is ice cream from Columbus, Ohio. I've... Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Well, well I had a, it in it's Columbus. Reds, it's a Reds hat. Okay, but I can vouch you know for this ice cream. You know anything about baseball? <laughs> right? Yeah. I can vouch for this ice cream. It, I, I mean, I'm having it now, but I've had it oh, at no. a friend's wedding or whatever. It's, yeah. it's phenomenal. It's the best. I, you, you could go to different communities, and people will say, we have the best ice cream. This, I can tell you, is the best ice cream. Well, Nahum says, I'm happy you're enjoying it, <laughs> because we're not having any here. <laughs> well... Um, you know that there's a city in Ohio. I don't think it's Cincinnati. There is a city in Ohio where they test everything in the country because it is, it is a city that represents perfectly the demographic of the United States of America. Do you know this? No. So if there's a, let's say McDonald's wants to try a new sandwich, they will roll it out. I think it's in Columbus. They'll roll it out in Columbus. Really? Yes. And are they you will, making this up? No. If you meet kids from Columbus who are not Jewish, they will tell you about stuff they've eaten in, your, in their lives that nobody else in the rest of the country has ever eaten. I'm telling you, this is a true thing. Anyway, so when you said that, I said to myself, this must be like one of those ice creams I will never see, you know, in the East. But obviously, I think it might be available in the East. I'm not sure. Well, can I ask what must be a stupid question? How else did they get it here? They didn't fly with it. No, I assume they took it on the plane, the carry-on. I'm not sure. I can find out. (laughs) Okay, now we need to do some investigative reporting. (laughs) Right, because I just said I'm sure they didn't fly with it. No, they probably carried it in their carry-on. Yeah, you know. No. I would think so. Okay. I mean, okay. it's just one ice cream for Pollock. That's all they were bringing. Just keep in mind that they wouldn't let my almond butter on the plane, if you remember the TSA. No, but all they were bringing was one little ice right. cream for Pollock. It was right. for him. Not, just for me. It's not like they're giving it out to everybody here. You didn't have to wear the Cincinnati red hat. You know no, what's funny, by the way? <laughs> you know what's funny? You, you st- you're, in co- you're in a community, and right. you're, you're from Houston, right? You're in a community somewhere in this country. You know you're coming to New York, and you, and you want to give out something that will be emblematic of... That you know that'll leave a certain taste Correct. in your mouth. Excuse right. the excuse the pun. Excused. Why would they decide to do this? First of all, it's difficult to do. It's ice cream, uh, like yeah, you said. That's it's difficult why to I do. want to know where they got it's it. It's so good. 
That's why? It's and, so and, and they good. think that if I go ahead and taste this ice I'm cream, it's going to make me want to. Pollock will move there for the you, ice cream. Do you think Ellie Hagler knows about this ice cream from I Cincinnati? Because he was in Cincinnati for a while. He, yeah, but he's in Florida now. I know, but for the time he was in Cincinnati, I wonder if he knows about it. What's it called, by the way? Uh, Graders. Graders? Graders ice cream. I was at a wedding in, in, in Ohio, and I was a groomsman, and before the wedding, we all went. It was like down the block. <laughs> so we all went to eat before the wedding. So that's Ice why cream. you agreed to walk down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Course, now you know. know what he does all the time. He takes off to go to these weddings. He's trying he's out. Really, driving to Ohio. To, right. He's, he's, out, really, he's trying out the different cuisine in different not, cities. He's, there's no wedding. He's all right. just eating. I'm going to go ahead and try out different foods in different places. Do you remember here. there was uh, a couple years ago, there was a rapper, there was a, a booth from Kentucky. Do you remember what yes, they were serving? Elvis. Oh, were they serving? Yeah. I oh, know. Memphis was Elvis. What were they serving? Oh, bourbon? Yes. They were serving <laughs> bourbon. That's hilarious. Don't, yeah. tell, don't tell that to Pollock. And then who had, uh, right, I think they were the same ones with who displayed the, Louis, the Louisville Sluggers. That was that whole also. display, if I'm not mistaken. Well, no, I, I'm not against creativity. I think no, it's really, no, certainly not. I and think by it's the really way, cool. there are a lot of great booths. First of all, we should just give a shout-out since they were just on Metro West. Has a phenomenal, like almost wall. Right, their section. Displaying, right, displaying all five communities with representatives from each community. It's uh, what Kedem has at Kosher Fest. Kedem has their, their the own center little, their of own, right, their own the little space. area. Their own little, their own area. little city. Little, right. <laughs> um, but ZK is actually taken with the children's play area oh. over there with the green. Yes. You may want to move the kids into a community that has nice uh, children's amenities and there, And by the TK. way, if I'm not mistaken, there are actually supervisors there. Like, there are members of the OUT who like are watching that? the kids so that parents can walk around. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think that Yoni just found the Seattle rep. I would like to, to someone to tell me some of the creative things that see? different booths have brought. Nobody's screaming hawks. Let's go see hawks. Nothing. Nothing. I got nothing. This is Ari or Avi? Ari Hoffman is here from Seattle, Washington. Ari, do you know the Mymans? I do. So Judy's one of my best friends. Really? That's, That's fantastic. That's how you got on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I know Sorry. from Seattle? I thought it was Anybody? my charming personality. We could do Jewish, Jewish geography this whole time. Exactly. And that we're there was a fans. guy from the Seattle Colel who was on the air once uh, hawking some barbecue sauce. They have a barbecue sauce at Colel? Um, Richie Burger? I think that's who it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He either, made me a Seahawks It was fan. either him or his wife. I was I a Mets remember. fan originally. But yeah. then you converted? Well, no. I mean, I'm still a Mets fan, but I'm not going to follow New York football. I mean, my kids That's became true. football fans out in Seattle, and I wasn't particularly tied to any of the teams there. And all of a sudden, Seattle was doing well. So how can I say, oh, yeah, be social outcasts and be Jets fans? You right. know who lived That's in true. Seattle for a while? Our colleague, Colin Coward. Our colleague. Our colleague, He Colin refers Coward to us as his colleague Correct. all That's the time. He goes around Fox Sports telling everybody that he's our colleague. Yes. Anyway, um, nice to welcome you here. Thank you very much. Has uh, Seattle's booth or Seattle's representatives brought along anything special from Seattle? So what we brought with us is jobs. Really? Other places offer free tuition or free housing or, you know, hey, it's great here. But we said you're only going to get a people to move, a person to move. You're only going to get a person to move if you can offer them a life. And they need to have jobs, especially with the economy, with what's going on. You need to be able to offer that. So we brought an Amazon representative with us this time. Really? Yeah, he's here at our booth. And he's talking to people about working at Amazon. And we got the other tech companies. And, you know, you go to our shul, and if you have a heart attack at our shul, you're in trouble because nobody's a doctor. Because <laughs> everybody's working for one of the tech companies, you know? So That's a good warning. They may have designed the defibrillator. They right. don't know how to use it. Right. But, yeah. And they could sell it to you. And they could sell it to you. Dirt cheap exactly on Amazon. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, talking about Seattle, Washington, everybody, here at the Malcolm Siegel Network. So a lot of... Uh, 
high-tech sector jobs are available. Any other areas that you're offering employment sure. in? Sure, so most people don't realize, but Costco started out in Seattle. So Costco's corporate headquarters is out there. Nordstrom's corporate headquarters, of course, Starbucks corporate headquarters. I drive right. past that building every day. Hesse yeah. Schultz. Exactly right, yeah. yeah. You ever exactly see him right. out there? Never, not once, <laughs> not once, yeah. Not once. He, he visits Brooklyn more often than he visits Seattle, I bet. Probably. Um, and what can you tell us in general? I mentioned to you just a moment ago about the Colel. I mean, there are a lot of religious amenities there that people would be shocked Absolutely. to hear are in the Pacific Northwest. Right? I grew up in New York, and one of the things that drew me to Seattle was it reminded me so much of Westchester. It's like that suburban kind of community where there's a lot of Jewish options. We have three Orthodox day schools. We have a girls' high school that's now running. We have a boys' high school that's going to open in fall of 2018. Wow. There's five shuls in the Seward Park neighborhood. There's a Chabad community up in the North End. There's another Orthodox community out on Mercer Island. The community is growing. The community is expanding because so many people are moving out to work in the tech sector. Something that's interesting, if you go to a Mariners game in Seattle, nobody's cheering for the Mariners. They're all cheering for the other team because they moved from somewhere else. So that's where they no, all came no from. No locals, places. huh? Exactly right. Rabbi Lappin is from Seattle, if I'm Rabbi not Lappin mistaken. Rabbi Lappin is from Seattle. Yeah. And Michael Medved, I think, is from he Seattle, is too. if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Boy, oh boy. You have a lot of very impressive people out there. Yeah. What about the weather? Does it, in fact, rain there every day of the year or not? So I'll tell you what it is. It's like from Memorial Day weekend through the last day of Sukkot, it's gorgeous. It's Shemaim. It's Gan Eden. It's the place you want to be. Not much rain? Oh, not much rain. Now, once Sukkot is over, once Simchas Torah is over, you get this drizzly garbage or overcast skies, and that lasts until Memorial Day weekend the next Continuously. year. Continuously. But here's the thing. <laughs> you get more inches of rain per year here in the East Coast in New York than you do in Seattle. But you have the reputation. We have the reputation because there was this one radio broadcaster years ago who would end his broadcast every day with, and it's raining in Seattle. That started the whole trend, That's and then there was the movie. And then there's everything else. All right, of there. course. Every yeah. movie in Seattle, there's rain exactly. in the Exactly, there's rain in the background. Too. Ari Hoffman, right? Ari Hoffman. Ari Hoffman. So you're originally from? Westchester. Westchester, New York. Mm -hmm. Robin Scarsdale, Nourishell. And what attracted you to Seattle? Why did you go out there to be My honest? wife is from Seattle, so you have to promise on the ketubah that you're going to move out there. But I, works, I mean, right? I love New York, don't get me wrong. I have Shea Stadium seats bolted into my backyard in New York. <laughs> but at the same time, I know that my kids will have a better quality of life. There's no state income tax. I can go skiing whenever I want to. It's right near my house. And it's slower pace of life. It's more relaxing. The shuls are named Beaker Cholen because the community is all about the chesed. It's all about helping people. They were actually established to help people who were coming back from the Alaska gold rush without gold, but with really horrible things that have happened to them. Wow. The shuls started that way as burial societies. The Jewish community has been there since the late 1800s. And that chesed permeates everything in the community. And I love being there for it. How often do you come to the New York area? Um, whenever I can get a good dance deals. You know, but I come for the food. I come to visit my family. I come for a Mets game every now and again. So once my kids love coming back. I come about three, four times a year. And your kids are in school in Seattle. Yes. Yeah. And that will it will always be like that till college age, or I'm sorry, it will always be like that till their college age, yeah. or there's yeah. no reason not. That's to. why we're opening the boys' high school. Right. You know, I don't so want to send the kids out of town. So they'll be able to attend and mm -hmm. enjoy. All right. Any amenities or incentives that you're offering aside from jobs as a general declaration? Anything else people need to know about Seattle? Any other amenities? No, I think, you know, we offer the environment. We offer the community. That's the best sell. Anybody who comes to Seattle says it was the best vacation I ever had. It was the best place. It was the most warm, friendly community. That's what we're offering. Everybody of different religious backgrounds get along? All over the place. It's a Jewish community. Very nice. <laughs> nice to meet you, Harry. Thank you very much. Best regards to Seattle, Washington. Yes, the Pacific Northwest represented here today. Could you imagine? The Pacific Northwest, thousands of miles from here. Could you imagine that? All right, it's time for Las Vegas.
It's time for Las Vegas. Let's roll the dice and see how we do with the Las Vegas interview. Oh, really? How come we didn't send you? ZK was supposed to be at the NAB conference in Las Vegas last week. We missed you. Did you meet anybody who was at that conference? No. Yeah. <laughs> Wait one second. But we still missed you. Every single conference that happens in Vegas, jewelry, travel, furniture, there are plenty of Jewish people. Tons when it comes to Jews. NAB, there's nobody out there. Tons of Jews. Tons of Jews. <laughs> but not yours, ZK. You're the only Orthodox Jew out there who's ready to buy electronic equipment. What can I tell you? Anyway, welcome to the show we have here by Yitz Wine. Young Israel, Aish of Las Vegas. That's right. And welcome to the show, by Avi Anderson, uh, also of Young Israel, Aish. Welcome to both of you. Right. Well, you get a nice round yeah, of applause. We, we, that we, right there. That's right. We have, we have a posse here. Well, this, I may not need to ask this question when it comes to Vegas. What is Vegas offering to everybody who, oh my who moves to Las Vegas, Nevada? First of all, <laughs> regards to you, because it was your brother, Rabbi Nate Siegel, yeah. who recruited me to come to Las Vegas really? 23 years ago. Yes. I didn't realize he was that close to the Vegas community. He said, come take a gamble and uh, start a shul in Vegas. Boy, oh boy. If he has a new car in his driveway, now I know why. That, that, yes, he does. Because <laughs> he had a good day in Vegas, I guess. It's a great place. Warm, so accepting it's not, it's, not, it's not all gambling and shows and 24 hours of, of fun and games. It's no. Not, it's not all that. No. If you want that in a discreet way, you can find it. Right. But... Uh, but no, it's it's a real shul. It used to be it used to be a community that was ground floor. There used to be nothing. But today, there's shul, kolel, day schools, eruv, mikvos, more kosher restaurants than you can eat at. The first time I visited Vegas, which was about 25 years ago, there were there was one kosher restaurant. Right. There's one. I think it was an Israeli type one kosher restaurant. How many right. do we have now? Now we have nine kosher restaurants. There are nine kosher yeah. restaurants? And some of them are even good. <laughs> That's good to know. It's true. Uh, but to go back to what you were saying before, people associate Las Vegas with the Las Vegas Strip. Right. It's kind of like, you, to give a New York example, you have New York people who, you know, you can live in the Upper West Side and have nothing to do with Times Square Correct. because they're two different neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Las Vegas is not only about the Las Vegas Strip. That's one part of Las Vegas, and if people want to drive there, they could drive there. But more importantly, we have very strong Jewish community in the residential area that has nothing to do with the Strip, and that's where the kosher shopping is, the kosher restaurants, uh, and it's beautiful, it's scenic. So I think that's important for the New York people to know that they're not moving to live on the Las Vegas Strip. Right. They're moving to a beautiful area. I would guess that the very heavy uh, tourist industry, though, does give an opportunity for certain people to uh, be employed and to, and to find work, right? Oh, Myra? absolutely. Employment is great. Employment, the opportunities are fantastic. But you know about the people who come in. Every week in our shul, we have many guests because we have actually a, a, a La Quinta Suite Hotel right next door to the shul, meaning next door to the shul. Mm -hmm. So people come in right next to the Young Israel, and, and they'll spend a Shabbos. And then because people come in for all these shows, that's one of the things that makes the community so vibrant because you're always meeting people. Everyone always wants to come visit. If you, to those people who live in Las Vegas, they're always having guests because... You know, their extended family and the, and, and the extended friends. So with that, everyone wants to come visit. Uh, it, it, the community seems much, much larger than it actually is. Right. One, right. Of, the, one of the areas, though, of the country that, uh, um, from what we know from media sources, uh, was hit hardest by the 2008 bubble burst was Vegas. Has right. the community in general responded to that? Have they been able to rebound from whatever financial crisis they suffered? 
Yeah, we're, we're back up. We're back up. It's taken a very strong the recovery. certainly growing. Real estate's going up now. Still very affordable. Um, we just bought a house for under $300,000, a beautiful house, but certainly the economy is growing. Uh, the healthcare field is very strong. All of the therapies are very strong, PT, ST, OT. Um, if you're a doctor, it's a great place to live. How many years are you there? Two and a half years. And originally from where? We moved from New York. So To Vegas? Yes, to Vegas. What's the weather like out there? It's beautiful. I mean, there's actually a period of time that my wife and I and my daughter were walking every single morning because it's beautiful throughout the year. It's sunny. You walk down the street. You feel like you're walking into the mountains. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a very different life uh, than New York. Rabbi Wine, how long have you been out there? Only 23. 23 years? Oh, yeah. We raised our children. So I mean, you've seen the whole growth seen, of the community. Seen the whole gamut. The whole gamut. Yeah, you know, thank God we have six kids and they've all grown and, and, and developed in a strong and it's with a strong Yiddish kind way. In I mean, what city did they go to high school? So they went to Calabasas. My boys, the first five are boys. They went to Calabasas and they went on to Stein and Lakewood and the Mir and Yerushalayim and BMG. I mean, they've gone that route. Um, they still not, come to visit you or not? <laughs> they still eat in my wife's kitchen. Uh, they, do, they do that. And even in some of the kosher restaurants. <laughs> some of them, that's right. And my daughter, you know, so listen, she's uh, in high school. She's... In, in seventh grade now, but now we actually have a, a, a girls' high school, and our next communal project is a, a boys' misfitta. So, as, as it's growing, we have an eighth grade class, so it's yeah. going to have to happen very soon. All right, yeah. we got to get, we got to do a network weekend in Vegas. We have to. You do. When when is the next NAB convention, ZK? We'll do it next April. Next April, right after Pesach, we got to go out there to Vegas and, and see what this is all about. All I keep hearing is how incredible this community is. That's all I keep hearing. It's Come amazing. for a Shabbos, and then you'll stay. How far, you'll you, how far are you from L.A.? You could drive it in how far? Four and a half hours. And we have family in Phoenix. How far is that? Four and a half hours. Also four and a half. Yeah, right in the middle. So you're right in the middle of the Rocky yeah, Mountains and all that right. area. That's right. So they were skiing 45 minutes away from my house. You can go skiing. Grand Canyon, how are we? Go to the Grand Canyon. Yeah. We're going to have an NHL team. We're going to have the, the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders in three years. For that alone, we should there make sure go. to be at a Raiders game oh, when, right. when we go to the NAB convention. You got it all. You got it all. <laughs> Whatever you want, we got. Oh, don't leave the Nahum Single Network now. We're going to be heading to Vegas for a big, big excursion, everybody. I, I heard even there's good, there's good rabbis and good Torah study there, too. That's, that's what, what I heard. That's, that's, what I heard. What I, that's what I've been told. Yeah, yeah. It's somewhere on my Rabbi list. Wine, isn't that a side point? <laughs> it's, it's, a, yeah. it's somewhere toward the bottom of my list. What can I tell you? Uh, anyway, go and enjoy. You have a you have a day school out there, I assume. Yeah, we have two. Two day schools. We got uh, one that's Chabad, one that's uh, Chabad Chaim, and they're both established. All the kinks have been worked out. They're both old enough. Over ten years, they have buildings. Solid. Uh, get I can get uh, a good dose of kosher meat if I go to the supermarket. I'll find plenty of kosher food. Almost as good as seagulls in Phoenix. Almost. Almost. But uh, but yeah, you, you get. All the cuts you want. You've been to Seagulls and Beans? Of course. Best corned beef west of the Mississippi? Really good. <laughs> I know it is good. <laughs> All right. Rabbi Yitzwine and Rabbi Avi Anderson. They're reminding everybody to go to Vegas. Where are you guys? Where, where's your booth around here? Where are you situated around uh, here? Right, right when you come in. You're next. Who they put you next to? Who they put Vegas next to? Memphis. They put you next to Memphis. Oh, two high-profile communities. <laughs> Say it again. Oh, yeah. We'll spin the wheel. We're going to spin the wheel. <laughs> Can right. please bring a book for... Gentlemen, thank bring you very much. So, yeah, so, yeah. I'm going to make it out there one day, I hope. <laughs>
Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you, you very, very much. much. Thank you very much. How many years have we talked about going to the NAB convention? We've talked about it for years. Thank God I don't remember this conversation at all. <laughs> this is 20 years ago we talked about it. I, I, leave, once I leave the set for a second and we're going to Vegas. <laughs> Didn't I once almost send you to the New Orleans one? Remember there was an NAB New Orleans? Something happened, I remember, the last... Oh, that's what happened. Oh. There was, We're sorry about your grandfather. ZK was about to go to NAB in New Orleans. It was like the biggest thing they were actually sending him. And NAB, and for those people who are not in the industry? No, something association of, national, or National Association of Broadcasters. Okay. National Association. Wait, in other words, you walk in and it's ZK heaven with every piece of equipment you've ever imagined in your life. What is it? <laughs> so it's an entire, one second, it's an entire convention of ZKs? It's an entire convention of engineers. Is there a secret handshake? <laughs> I mean, I mean, the funny the funny part is I can walk in there and tell you the difference between the on-air personalities and the engineers. In a second, I'd be able to decipher who's who. I am I am sure. Anyway. All right, well, we're learning a lot about these different communities. We certainly here. are. Let's see, we covered Boca. We covered Southfield, Michigan. Right. We covered the greater Metro West area, a place very dear to my heart from New Jersey. We covered yeah, the... Yes, so that was a little memory lane moment That for was you. a memory lane yes. moment. Although the person I was speaking to, I don't think, realized that I, was, uh, that I was a Metro West kid. Right. Seattle, Washington was here recently. And Las Vegas. Could you imagine Las Vegas? The next Nahum Single Network weekend is going to be in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's going to be hard fundraising for that one. <laughs> that would be difficult. What do you mean? All we, all we have to do is take, a, all we have to do is take along our expert card counter and we'll be fine. The Jewish Unity Initiative is heading to Caesars. I don't uh, really think that's going to work. Could uh, you ask the guys from Vegas if they know a local card counter so we could actually raise some money for our trip? It would be much, much easier. And be, he's kidding. It would be much easier to raise money for the trip. Anyway. Yes, thank you. Uh, where are we heading? We okay, so I just want to give you an ice cream update that, ah. they, that they, in fact, uh, shipped it in. Right. Yeah, because Directly they here. They didn't take it in their hand And is there a freezer here? They're, well, somehow or another, they, they made the necessary adjustments. But no. That it, was there a freezer when you got the ice cream? It was just sitting out there? It was a little soft, but he took one for the team. He took one for the team. Oh, one second. Oh, is this oh. Vegas? When your business card is a chip. <laughs> that's actually pretty cool. That's if your funny. business card was a mic, that would be pretty cool. This is our my wines book. If you're looking on Facebook Live right now, that's what the book looks like. This is pretty wild. <laughs> That's his business card? That is his business card. That young, is his business card. Young Israel Aish. That's the information go. right there. There you go. Come on, seven. <laughs> anyway. Okay. okay. Uh, what are we doing now? Well, we got a lot of stuff going on. We need to go to another song, but we have our next guest lined up, and uh, Brighton, Massachusetts is on deck. Oh, i got to make an adjustment. I'm going from Vegas to Massachusetts. Yes, it's just gotta make as an adjustment. warm there in Massachusetts. Is it? No. Uh, let's let's no. uh, go to this selection, and then we'll continue Just with more. Just keep in mind, the yes. gentleman from Brighton may be a Red Sox fan. I know. I'm, so use the song to prepare me, yourself. Believe me, I was concerned about that as well. But I know. That's why I figured we should do this beforehand. Okay, we'll do this song and more coming up at the Nahum Single Network. I don't know how I share my love, but I'm going to see you in the 
Single Network, hour number two of our presentation from the OU Jewish Communities Fair. We're on Facebook Live. I want to thank Jamie Turkel. We're on uh, video on our homepage at NahumSingle.com. My thanks to ZK. And what can I thank Yoni for? I, got I, I don't know. I was going to ask you the same thing. Uh, and thanks to Yoni for uh, being the Wheel of Fortune phenom that he is. And for testing all the ice cream. And for almost agreeing to going to the May 11th Houston uh, Yankee game with us. We'll Are see. we? We'll see if he agrees. Field trip? Well, we were trying to make it into a field trip, but then Yoni said that he might be preoccupied that day, that uh, there's oh. someone else he may want to take to the game. So well, I don't know if we want to talk I to said to him, would you rather do that or take Avery Siegel? And, you know, we got into this whole, we got into this whole tete-a-tete about the... Uh, well, I don't know if we want to talk about the Yankees right now. Oh, why is that? It's disrespectful. We have here Rabbi Zalman Krems, who's representing Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts, Brighton, Massachusetts. There are a lot of great communities in Massachusetts, some of which are led by a rabbi named Rabbi Siegel. Are you aware of that? Yes, in Newton, Massachusetts. Newton, Massachusetts, or by Gershon Siegel, my your first cousin. cousin. Yes. Do you know that your organization, because you represent your executive director and cautious administrator at KVH Kosher? That is correct. Your 
Kashra's organization played a very prominent role in my life. How so? And I'm just trying to get the whole story straight because it happened about 40 years ago. And because okay. this isn't live radio at all. Happened about 40 years ago. There was some ice cream. I'm trying to think what it was. It was either Friendly's. Probably Friendly's. Was it Friendly's? Not Hojo. Was it Howard Johnson? Always maybe? Hojo. There was some ice cream. We were on the road somewhere in America. I don't remember what it was. We were on the road somewhere. And we had no kosher food. We were famished. It looked like it was the end. <laughs> We see, we see some ice cream shop, and there's a KVH. Now, we, of course, always operate under the assumption that any hashkachal we see is not a reliable one. That's how I, that's how I grew up. If you yeah. see something that says it's kosher, assume it's not, right? <laughs> Certainly in those days, that's how it was. But there was some ice cream. I think it was Friendly's. Friendly's, yes. And it had a KVH, and someone's, oh, and you know what else? Twice, twice actually, this happened. And sure enough, we were able to eat the friendlies. But on a more recent trip, back in 2006 or seven, we are traveling in uh, Massachusetts. We went from Anianta, New York, to Boston, Massachusetts. You're telling the rabbi something like he's got 10 people who do this trip every single day. And we stopped in Springfield. And you know what Springfield has besides the Basketball Hall of Fame? What does it have besides that? It has a Cold Stone Creamery. Oh. And I think that was also KVH. Am I right? Not anymore. Oh, oh there, well. There was, there was oh, a Boston once upon a time. Oh, well. I don't know this story now. is now I'm, I'm awkward. The, I'm the bearer of bad news. Right. <laughs> maybe it was then. We hope. Maybe. Of course it was. Anyway. Of course it was. Or maybe it was a different ice cream place. It doesn't matter. Maybe anyway. it was a Baskin Robbins. Isn't your, aren't you, isn't Baskin your, Robbins no. has not been a, no. That's not yours? No. Yes. Oh, but in that time it, it was. was. Yes. See that? Okay, maybe we want to. <laughs> yeah, okay. Rabbi Krems. It's so much more than just the Yankees and Red Sox, isn't it? Uh, listen, you're talking to the wrong person. I'm not a sports fan. I hope they don't throw me out of town. Well, <laughs> well, then let me tell you. If anybody ever asks you who the better team is, the answer is the Yankees. The curse is over. Anyway, uh, my, my office sees the uh, green monster, so I don't think that I can affirm that. Wow. Oh. That's a star. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I, I think we have to make a road trip to the good rabbi's uh, office. I Send agree. Office anytime. Right after Vegas. We'll head from <laughs> Vegas to Massachusetts. Makes perfect sense. Uh, anyway, uh, tell me some of the things that the Boston area offers for people who are looking to relocate. So Boston offers a very strong, vibrant Jewish community, strong jobs. We have one of the lowest unemployment rates in the country. Is that um, Higher paying jobs in most places in the country. Uh, I think on average is 30% lower on unemployment and 30% higher in wages. Um, it's the closest uh, full-fledged uh, community to New York City with multiple community, well, multiple shuls, multiple schools, um, everything that any from person would want in a uh, community. The uh, Boston community essentially is the anchor of the New England Jewish community, right? That is correct. All right, if there are outlying areas in Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, pockets of Jews, etc., they always seem to gravitate to the... They all gravitate to Boston. ...to the Jewish leadership of the Boston yes. area. And no joke when I said earlier, whether it's Newton or Sharon or... Uh, or Brookline, or Boston yeah. proper. You have a yeah. lot of different communities that are represented yeah. there. And we, we actually were coming as one community, even though that technically it's five different areas. We're not right next door to each other. It's not like Brooklyn. Uh, we have Bar Park and Flatbush right, right. next door to each other. Um, but uh, it is it functions as one community. There are kids that go to school that live in Sharon that come to Boston. Um, there's a school bus that comes in from Malden um, every day to service the different schools. Um, and uh, as the Arab actually happens to be one of the largest Arabs in the country and encompasses Brookline, Brighton, and Newton in one large mega Arab. Nice, I like that. 
Uh, tuition costs, are they much less expensive than we'd be used to in the New York, New Jersey area? So there's a range. There are, the lowest uh, costing school is a little below $10,000. The highest is probably the same price as anywhere in New York, around uh, twenty-five. And you have a lot in between. And there's uh, everything in between. Affordable housing prices, what would you say? So you have a mixture. Housing prices are not cheap in Boston. Uh, but the um, economy, actually, people usually get paid a lot more as well. So that compensates one with, an, one with another. Um, you also have a much lower tax rate on the houses. So even though you might be paying more on your actual house, most of that is actually staying in your pocket as opposed to going out afterwards as additional taxes. Everybody, Zalman Krems is with us. You know, earlier we spoke to people from Vegas and Seattle. Everyone seems to be able to sum up the theme or the, the, the atmosphere of their community. I, I've never really gotten a good hold on what the Boston Jewish community is all about. Could you describe it for us? I, I would say it's a, it's a place that has a a uh, place for everyone. It really has every walk of li Jewish life in town, all living, like I said, within one big massive A roof. Um, there are people, this last Shabbos, somebody made a bar mitzvah in town, and there were people that walked in from Newton. It's a three mile plus minus walk. They, people do it every week. You walk to Shoal, I've gone to Newton myself for Shabbos sometimes for people's uh, um, simchas. There are people, you see people walking down Commonwealth Ave, back and forth, to Shoal, back from Shoal. It's a regular occurrence. Interesting. Uh, still a Hasidic community in Boston or not? Very small. There is. Few people. A few Strymel. The, the one time I was in Boston for a Shabbos, we spent it at the Boston Rebbe. Yeah. The old Rebbe, of course. Of course. That's why I daven. Oh, really? Yes. And is there still a, uh, what do they call that? Is it a trolley they call it? What do they call There's it? There's a trolley. They call it a trolley. There's a trolley. Right? They, they also call it, they, they call it a chali card. Charlie Nobody knows why it's called Charlie. Is there, but is there still Charlie is card. there still duck pin bowling? There's still duck pin bowling. Yes, there is. For a guy like me, it was really yes. Yes, throw that thing yes. down the lane. And everyone that comes to Boston has to go quack quack. Of course, obviously. Uh, the, the the duck tours, right? The duck tours. The that's duck right. Tours, right. The the one and only the original. Right. Now they have more throughout the country. I yeah, think. I know. Those are all copycats. Uh, what's the most famous brand that KVH endorses? Kellogg's. Seriously? Yes. Is there any Kellogg cereal that's not kosher? There are Kellogg cereals that have gelatin in them that are not kosher. That we would uh, not be familiar with. Like uh, s'mores, uh, shredded wheat with uh, frosted fr shredded wheat, they all have gelatin. What's your favorite Kellogg cereal? Personally, I yeah. just go for the straight good old cornflakes. Hang on a second. Um, note, please, that Rabbi Krems has just said that cornflakes is his favorite Kellogg cereal. That is the wrong answer. Right? <laughs> Everyone agrees. That is the wrong answer. I mean, Rabbi, no. I've just given you a choice of every Kellogg cereal on the shelf, and you're going with cornflakes? You keep it simple. When Jamie? you see the amount of ingredients that I see... Then Roll your eyes for me as well, please, Jamie, if you don't mind. Rabbi, that was a disappointing one. Okay. What would be, in, what would be up my alley? I'm trying to think what, which is the Kellogg brand. Give me one of those really good sugar sweet cereals that they have. Uh, you would take probably the chocolate Zuccaritos. What? Never <laughs> heard of it. It's a chocolate-covered, sugared cornflakes. Chocolate sugar? Okay, I can go for that. All right, we'll put that down as my favorite. Uh, information about anything having to do with any of the communities in Massachusetts, I assume they all have websites. They all have websites, yes. We put up a website called uh, movetoboston.org, I believe. Really? And it has a link to virtually every show, every restaurant, Boy. every school. You can get all the information Say it again? Frosted Flakes is the best one, right? 
Do you have a uh, do you have a lot of college kids that stay in the Boston area for college? There are a lot of college kids in the Boston area. There are six colleges that have kosher meal plans on campus. Really? And uh, there's vibrant student life on uh, actually with Brandeis actually at seven. So I guess there's uh, there's there's a lot of Jewish life for students in, in Boston. Is the BDS movement active in all seven? Thank God. I'm not so uh, familiar with that department. Well, the answer, unfortunately, is yes. <laughs> Most likely, you're right. Yeah. Anyway, what can we do? That's what's happening in this country of ours. Yes, it is. But it does seem like, uh, what would be the total number? It's probably, what, uh, two, 300,000 students between all those colleges, I would guess? Yeah, something like something that. Like, and a lot, a lot of them Jewish. Yeah. Many of them Jewish. Lo very, very large. And number. you, as I said, with the whole New England thing, you got Yale as well and so many other colleges. that. Yeah. Uh, but the concentration, Boston right. is a very big concentration. I believe Brandeis... Uh, is the magnet of a lot of Jewish students. Right. I've, I've heard uh, that uh, for some Torah, for Purim, Plus Harvard they'll all the converge on uh, Randice. Rabbi Krems, I thank you. Thank you very much. Send our regards to Boston, Massachusetts. Will do, and you're always welcome to come and visit. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. It's not that long of a drive. It's only about four hours or so. Almost the same uh, distance as Camp Masora. You want to drive to Boston from New York? It's almost the same distance as Camp Missouri. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, apparently, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania has a Jewish community. That's what we've been told. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where they just held the NFL draft. How did the Houston team do in the NFL draft? They did all right? <laughs> How did the Eagles do in the NFL draft? How do they ever do? Yeah, I know the answer to that question. <laughs> Any team that wears green was a disappointment in the draft. That I can guarantee you. Between the Jets and Jets, the Eagles. Right? Jeremy and Javi Schwartz are here. Excuse me. Jeremy and Javi Schwartz, they've been replaced by the Schwartzbaums. The Schwartzes are out. The Schwartzbaums are in. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy and Javi Schwartzbaum are from Northeast Philly, which, if I remember correctly, had a really good kosher Chinese restaurant when I was there. Is that still there? Uh, Not the Chinese. That particular but the other one ones. There are some other restaurants. An Israeli one, maybe. Israeli Amazing one. Yes. Israeli yeah, restaurant. Yeah, very good Israeli yeah. restaurant. Wow. Yes. All right, so we should continue this conversation down at the Israeli restaurant in Northeast Philly. There are many different uh, communities around Philadelphia. Uh, we're familiar with some of them. Uh, Northeast, as far as I know, has a real rich history of being a Jewish, vi very vibrant Jewish community. Yes. Yes. I mean, we're talking about hundreds, hundreds of years. Yes, hundreds, hundreds of years, of years. Yeah. yes. Yes, I assume it's the oldest Philadelphia area Jewish community. Put it this way, when my brother went to Israel for the year, a boy came over to him and said, I have a great uncle in Philly, you wouldn't know him, he's really old. And my brother said, I'm from the Northeast, and the oldest man is X. And he said, that's my great uncle. <laughs> yeah. So, it's an old, rich Jewish community. Absolutely. And I mean, there are some historical areas you know, that go back to the revolutionary time, which is also in historic Philadelphia. But Northeast Philly is not quite that old. But there's been a community there for many, many decades. Right. Yeah, it's, a, it's quite a community. Is it growing over the last few years? Yes. Yes. Why? <clears throat> what has been the attraction? We have a new Rav who's very dynamic and amazing and is really doing a lot to revitalize the shul and the community. And the affordability. People are looking for a place that's affordable and that's not too far. And Philadelphia is very affordable. And in general, the community is just extremely warm and welcoming simple, nice, there's lots of economic opportunities. It's everything you want. Yeah, and I think that uh, a lot of people haven't heard of Northeast Philadelphia, even if they've heard of other parts of Philly, and it's kind of being discovered. You know, Philly has a lot of um, people who are in graduate school and they realize that there's a community here, or they're looking for the good schools. <laughs> even for ourselves, we used to live in, in this area, like in Passaic. Really? Yeah, we used yeah. to live around here, and um, I was graduating from uh, 
uh, graduate school. My wife is an accountant. And we found that there was this place that had fantastic jobs, a community infrastructure, everything that we wanted. Um, and we've been so happy. Are you raising a family down there? Yes. We have yeah, three kids. We have, uh, we have three kids. Schooling's not an issue? We love the school. Not at all. There's daycare, elementary school, high school, um, you know, all through, the, all through the age span. Not a problem at all. Is the close proximity to New York a real advantage or you're never coming up here? Jeremy's <laughs> family's in West Orange, so we come. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's I work in New York. I come in every other week for work. In Manhattan? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Should we, I come in get... once a week during tax season. I'm an accountant. And once every other week when it's not tax season. And it's easy. And also, we have we spent many years in New York. So we have friends. They can yeah. come to us. We can go to them. Yeah. You're not in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, we drove in this morning. It took less than two hours. I don't know if we can give a shout out to Milk and Honey, who I think catered here. But my wife works directly across the street from them. <laughs> She's patronized their business for many years. So um... That's really a mid <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, it's not... And I think that's one of the best things about it in our minds is that you get all the benefits of like a warm out-of-town community with the affordability and everything else, but it's, it's very close, you know? Jeremy and Javi Schwartzbaum are here. What can you tell us about housing prices? You want to take that, Javi, or should I? Um, you go ahead. Housing I mean, can prices, you find, can you find it's, it's, a large house for under $300,000? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty remarkable. Well under 300000 You could rent a three-bedroom apartment. Home, house. Or Okay, let's start with the apartment. You could rent a three-bedroom apartment with a patch of grass and parking spaces. Parking spaces and grass, three bedrooms, two full bathrooms for $1,000. You could rent <laughs> a four-bedroom house with your own backyard and two parking spaces for $1,500, and there's everything in between. Yeah. No, you could buy a house for maybe two fifteen, two hundred. dollars Property taxes are very, very minimal. It's, uh, it's kind of mind-blowing, honestly. Real estate taxes <laughs> are nothing, two, $3,000 a year. A year. So, ZK, you ready to commute to us from Philly? That's it. You only need to be in the studio once a week anyway. Come on. The famous Miriam L. Wallach is going to come to us. Oh, you think she's going to be moving to Philly? So long. One train ride away. Oh, actually, the commute from Philly might be the exact same commute as from Woodmere. Oh, it's much better oh my than God. Long Island. Not much a joke. better. It's not a joke. Isn't that funny? I used to commute from Passaic, I used to, commute from Passaic to Brooklyn. It was, it was terrible, you know? And now it's... Uh, it wouldn't be that much worse. So, I'll tell you, most of the time we spent traveling in today was from the time I got to Route 3 to the time <laughs> I got into the city. So if someone in Philly complains about the traffic, you laugh at them. That's right. Because there's traffic getting to Target. Like, I, I No <laughs> traffic, no tolls, you know. Boy, one can only dream about this stuff when you're here in and New York City. And it's not that far. Right. That's if you're worried so cool about, about leaving your family, you're not. You can go on a Sunday morning and come back before bedtime on Sunday night and you yeah. still spent the whole time with your family and That's friends. Right. You could be at a summer area. barbecue in the New York area until 8.30 and get into bed at a reasonable time. That's right. We got Mother's Day coming up. We're going right. to do that. When we leave like North Jersey at family events, we get home before the family that gets home to Farakaway. That's true. There That's is something true. And if we're said in New York this. City, it's the same thing. We'll get back to Philly before people get into yeah. like who knows where. Well, you sold me. <laughs> you sold me on all of this. This. Was it from Philly? Oh, traffic. Sorry, we're not there yet. He's yeah. only, all this is only nine. We haven't done visiting day traffic. Yeah, well, it would be minimal in your case. That's the whole point. 
Jeremy and Javi Schwartzbaum, when we visit Philly, we're looking them up. You should. Yeah, we, we, um, we have us. operators standing by for people who want to visit for Chavez. Is there a Northeast Philly website? <clears throat> yes. Well, we have, well, we have some contact info. If yeah. We have an email address, JewishPhiladelphia at gmail.com. There you go. Easy to remember. You reach out to us, and uh, we will respond quickly. Thank you very much for joining Thank us. Thank you. Have a good time. Northeast Philly. They may have won the prize. They may have won the prize. ZK could actually move there, be an active part of the community, and come to work once a week. Even if you have a video job, half from in Lakewood anyway. How far is the ride from Lakewood to Philly? Should have asked them that question. How far is the ride from Lakewood to Philly? Uh, Mr. Pollock, go follow up and get the answer to that one. Now that you finished your ice cream assignment, go find out how long it takes to drive from Lakewood to Philly. Rabbi Ari Dembitzer is here from Omaha, Nebraska. Now, if he's a Dembitzer, we have to ask the usual questions. Are you related to Penny? Cousin. Are you related to, uh, who's the car guy? Shia. Shia. You're related to Shia. Cousin. Who else do we know? They're all cousins, I guess, right? Shia, Penny, Heshi, all cousins. Your family, well, I'll tell you off the air, but your family has a very, very uh, historic role. I, sh- I can't tell this story out of the air. You know this story. You know what his cousin's role was in, in my family's history? A very significant one. You know them all, don't you? I'm sorry? Ari Debitzer from Omaha, Nebraska. Here's what happened. Years and years and years ago, before my uncle was in Phoenix, Zalman Siegel of Siegel's Kosher Market, he lived in Omaha, Nebraska. He was a sheichet, lived in Omaha. And I mean, I'm talking about the 1950s and 60s. Uh, how has the community grown since then? So Omaha, Nebraska has a lot... A long history of people who used to be from Omaha, Nebraska. Ah. Not anymore. Um, it definitely has not, does not have the numbers that it used to have. But now it's in a regrowth, and there's a lot of uh, Jews are reconnecting to their Judaism in Omaha. I have a slogan here on my T-shirt that says, If I can't live in Israel, second best is Omaha. And how's I believe the, it. How's the weather in Omaha? So the weather, while wow, you're asking the tough questions. The weather, Midwest, so in the winter it's pretty cold. In the summer it's pretty warm. All right, hey. We get less snow than New York. That's a legitimate answer. What can I tell you? And um, are, how about the amenities in Omaha? Would I find uh, what I need as a, uh, as a Jewish person? Would I find what I need in the community of Omaha, Nebraska? So it's a great question. We do have a lot of kosher food. The supermarkets carry um, really everything, meat, chicken, um, we are near a place like Hastings, Nebraska, which has a lot of kosher meat, Solomon's. Um, I think Omaha is just incredibly accessible. There's never traffic, ever. <laughs> Everything is a 15-minute commute or less, and uh, it's really easy to get to. And it's you really have Warren Buffett. We have Warren Buffett. It's true. <laughs> is, that, is that a plus? Well, everybody says that. Oh, Omaha, Nebraska. First of all, are there Jews there? Second of all, do you know Warren Buffett? And the answer to the first one is yes, and the second one is no. What has the reaction been here today? You have people visiting your booth, Rabbi Ari Dembitzer, from Beth Israel in Omaha. Correct. What what do people say to you here? People say, I did not know there are Jews in Omaha, Nebraska. And people say, Omaha is in what state? And then I just point up and I say, it's Nebraska. And they say, where is that? Is that near California? And I say most people think it's flyover land from New York to California, but Nebraska is actually an awesome community with awesome people. Another slogan we have is people are nice for no reason. 
And when I get to Omaha, I will, uh, I will find a very warm community. Will I find a growing community, people who've just moved in over the last couple of years? Absolutely. It's a growing community. And will it's I find affordable housing? Affordable housing, the housing market is about, we've just bought a house for about $200,000, a third of an acre, five bedrooms, <sighs> beautiful. Absolutely. The average market is about between 150 and 200 and a beautiful house. Oh, boy. Now, that's an attraction. Yeah, it's a big attraction. To say the least. Boy, oh, boy. Uh, what do children do in terms of uh, schools? you have a day school out there? So we what? have a community day school called Fredel, which is the Orthodox, Reform, and Conservative, and Chabad. Um, it's a community day school, an awesome school. I'm, a very, I'm the rabbi. I'm very involved in it. Um, great education. It's a growing school. Uh, Omaha is just a really comfortable life, and it's a growing life. A very uh, a slow-paced life compared to what we're used to out here? Well, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, so took time any to get slower used to? would be dead. <laughs> it took time for you to get used to it. Absolutely, huh? and it's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> when I cut people off on the highway, people don't hunk. They just don't know what I'm doing. They, they they've never seen that practice before. They haven't before. seen that. They haven't seen that. <laughs> Rabbi Ari Debitzer of Omaha, Beth Israel of Omaha, how do people reach you or what website do they visit to find out so, more about your community? OrthodoxOmaha.com. I'm also on Facebook. Um, Rabbi Debitzer at OrthodoxOmaha.org. And uh, How far of a drive from Chicago to you? So I've done it in six. Oh, Most can. people say seven. That's oh, a lot closer than I thought. It if depends if you have a res restaurant reservation that you're trying to get to. It could take you six hours. So you really do have, uh, I mean, you have a couple of major Jewish communities that are relatively close. I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah very nice. Omaha's awesome. Pleasure really, to meet really. you. What's that? A pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much. Rabbi Ari Demeter of Omaha, Nebraska. Awesome. ZK heard between 150 and 200 for a five-bedroom house. That was it. He was ready to sign on the dotted line. That's it. Excuse me, sir? We can't hear you. <laughs> Very good. What did he say? Well, he wanted to know if a Debitzer car would make it out to Omaha. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Well, so she, she has some good cars in the lot. So far, two of the best quotes just came from Rabbi Debitzer. Love to hear. Where people, Omaha, Omaha, where people are nice for no reason. <laughs> right, and it's and almost any dead. Any slower, it'd be dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, and he means that, that only in the best possible way. All right. Yeah, there's a lot uh, going on here. There's a lot happening here at the OU Jewish Communities Fair. By We're, the way, the folks from Philly. Yeah, that, that was, was a good spot. That was a good, yeah. Yeah, that was a good spot. Well, people here have a, uh, they have a lot to offer. A lot of communities here have a lot to offer, to say the least. Now, people should just know that in the last half hour of the show or so, we are going to have representatives from a community in New York that's still willing to, that looking to grow. New York City? New York State. Like in the five boroughs, correct. Oh, New York City. Yes. All right. Yes. Um, so there are places in New York that have something to offer here. So it seems. Because I would think that, you know, most that of the people. That we've maxed have, out. Or either that or most of the places that, are, uh, that have offerings are from out of town. But I guess that'll, that'll be an interesting revelation. And we'll also have our friends from Nefesh Penefesh. They'll be joining us as well. When is San Antonio, Texas going to join us? They're next up. Ah, They're I next up, wait. but we're going to go to a song first. All right, we'll do this. Plenty more coming up. You're listening to the Nahum Signal Network.
I want to take this opportunity to uh, acknowledge, well, first of all, there's, there's so many places here, it's impossible to acknowledge everybody, but I did want to say hi to, um, I did want to say hi to our friends in Stamford, Connecticut, both the Sharon and Michael Feldstein are here, and I can tell you how amazing a community Stamford is, and also our friends in West Hartford, Connecticut, Ray, Brand, Ray Brander was here earlier, and even though we're not going to have a chance to speak to... Uh, speak to him nonetheless we will um, acknowledge the fact that West Hartford is among all the great communities here that are asking people to check them out and to consider them for their next home. Rabbi Rokovsky is here by the way from Dallas, Texas. Ah, Dallas is represented here. And Rabbi Avi Billet from Boynton Beach. Do you know that I could quickly read through every single one of these communities if you wanted me to? Like like a Sarpanay Haman kind of quickly? I mean I don't think I need to do it in one breath but, oh, okay. but I think I could do the whole thing. Okay. Where is that list? Why, Did we have the list? Why would you want? Why would you want to? I don't know. Just because everyone deserves a shout out. Oh, okay. All right. That I hear. From Connecticut, we have both Stamford and West Hartford. From Florida, there's Boca, Boynton Beach, Delray Beach, East Boca Raton, and Orlando. Georgia has Atlanta. Indiana has South Bend. Ooh, South Bend this year. South Bend. Kansas has Overland Park. Massachusetts has uh, Boston, Brighton, Brookline, and Malden, and Sharon. Michigan has Detroit. Missouri has Chesterfield. Missouri, Chesterfield. I wonder if Danny Goldberg's here. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Let's keep going, though. Omaha was represented earlier. Right. I went to high school with somebody named Nyman. Last name was Nyman from Omaha. Okay. In fact, I think his sister is the, uh, is the very famous um, 
ac- academician. Academic? Yeah. She's a very famous academic, if I'm not mistaken. Bayonne, New Jersey. Bayonne, New Jersey is here? Cherry Hill, Can East Brunswick. Can we get people from Bayonne, New Jersey here? No, I'm kidding. Edison, Elizabeth, no. Linden, Livingston, and Long Branch, plus Parsippany, Springfield, the Sephardic community of Teaneck, Twin Rivers, and West Orange. Jamie just said no. In Nevada, you have Las Vegas. New York includes Fleetwood, Harrison, Manhattan. Oh, that's why Rabbi Beaninfold is here. Uh, Manha- your old neighborhood near Harrison. Uh, Manhattan Beach, Mount Kisco. Uh, you know who grew up in Harrison? And Rochester's here. Our friends from Rochester. Do you know who grew here. up in Harrison? Who? Michael. Fragan. Oh, really? Yes. So he must know Rabbi Beaninfold. Um, Cincinnati, wow. Yeah, Cincinnati and Columbus, Ohio. In Pennsylvania, Allentown, Elkins Park, Harrisburg, Philly, and White Oak. Shout out uh, to the Wienwood. Wieners. Shout out to the Wieners from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Right. South Carolina has Charleston and Myrtle Beach. Tennessee has Memphis and Nashville. Wow, two Tennessee representatives. Texas has Austin, Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio. You might want to stop calling it Houston. Well, like Houston Street. Not the same thing. It says H O U S T O N. And thank God the gentleman from San Antonio is on deck right now so he can correct you. And Norfolk, Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, and Seattle, Washington, all represented here at the OU Jewish Communities Fair. The name of the San Antonio representative is Rabbi Avram Scheinberg. Are you, first of all, welcome to the show. Secondly, are you related to the legendary Rabbi Scheinberg of San Antonio? I am. It uh, happens to be that coincidence that we both live in San Antonio, but we are related. Um, I'm, he's my father. Wow. So I, you really I mean, you, are really. You know, yeah, what, really you, know, you know what kind of legend your father is. I, I, I think so. I tried to get, you know. He is a, a rabbinic legend. He is a rabbinic legend. No yes, joke. He yes. is a rabbinic legend. Yeah. And somebody who, you know, when any, in, the, in the old days, years ago, before places like Houston and others became somewhat prominent Jewish communities, if anybody asked anybody about Jews in Texas, in the entire state of Texas, it was your father's name that came up. Right. And in fact, uh, the synagogue, our synagogue was the. Only shul at the time, David Mechitza, when he came down. When he put it in in, in the entire state? The entire state. Wow. What year did he get there? 1970. Wow, I thought even earlier. It's 1970. Unbelievable. Um, and, and so, uh, well, quite obviously, I, I guess you're there your whole life, right? Yeah. I, I, went, I, went, on? I went away from Yeshiva at 13, and I came back 20 years later when I was 33, about three and a half years ago. My wife and I uh, and our daughters, we moved from Eretz Yisrael, from Yerushalayim. We want to be in San Antonio. And same, the same synagogue? The same, uh, same synagogue. Um, but what's surprising, I shouldn't even say surprising, what is, sho- what is somewhat shocking to some of the people tuned in is that they're very familiar with Houston, Dallas, and maybe even a couple of other you know, smaller Jewish communities, but they don't associate San Antonio with a strong Jewish community. What can you tell us about the uh, San Antonio community? San Antonio community is a small community, but I think that's one of the advantages of it. It's a place where you really become part of something. And if people are looking to move out of town, you know, not necessarily to get away from the big city, but to become part of something, part of a big family out there, then San Antonio is a place that you might want to be. There to. will be other Orthodox families of Orthodox families moving. There will be other, other, other Orthodox families. And it's there. close to where? I know Texas is a very large state. It's close so to what other cities? The closest cities? city that's, is, is Austin. Austin's about an hour and a half away. Houston's about two and a half hours away, but really in San Antonio, there's everything you need. It's one of the biggest cities in America. It's a great place to live. It's a great place to raise a family. It's very laid back. We have the best sports teams in the, you know, the best Is it true that the least. world's best basketball team is in San Antonio? Is that, that true? That is true. It, might it is the true. world's best basketball I, team. You know, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. Are there any members of the community who have season tickets? There are. There are. 
Is that getting you to move to the well, community? Well, now, now I know that there's a reason for me Pollock, to go down. Pollock's moving somewhere because of the ice cream, and you're going somewhere because you're getting free I tickets. mean, if I know that there's a guy there that can give me some good tickets, I'll yeah. spend the shopping for two to San Antonio. I you know got a guy. I will not go to a game unless I'm within the first ten rows. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> a man after my own heart. And I need an aisle and a lot of leg room. That's all. Come on, Rabbi. Hook us up my, with those, some tickets. Those are my only conditions. Um, so when it comes to kosher food, when it comes to uh, different things that people are looking for, it's an A-roof. Affordable housing. Right. What can you tell us about Affordable that? housing there definitely is in San Antonio. A house with about four bedrooms and a yard goes for about $250,000. Do you hear these right. sounds? Just like the five towns. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, kosher food, there's three restaurants in town. And, there's, and the supermarket, the local supermarket, carries a really amazing selection of kosher food. Especially for a community our size, what they bring in for us is unbelievable. And they, they have a personal connection with us. And they really try to help us out. It's, it's a beautiful supermarket. And it's a beautiful shopping experience. You have a parking lot. You know, you're not trying to bang people around for the, you know, in the aisle. The, there's enough room. Everything is laid out beautifully. The prices are right. They do an amazing job. How far are you from El Paso? Very far. Santa Fe? Even further. Really? Yeah, you're El Paso such, is in a different time zone. Such a New Yorker. Do you flood as much as Houston does? We never flood. Oh, hey, Pollock. Oh, Pollock, they never flood. No flooding in you're, San Antonio. You're like three floods a year. There's zero on the calendar. What wow. do you think of that? May want to consider some Santa Fe. Better basketball team. And no flooding. That's about to be seen. That's see, about to be see, seen. He's a Rockets yeah, fan yeah. and all that. You know he was whole. telling me on the way over. Yeah. He was trash talking while <laughs> yeah. bringing you over yeah. for your yeah. interview. Yeah. In the green room. In the green room. <laughs> In the green room. Exactly. Uh, all right. Everyone should consider San Antonio. Is there a website for people to head to? Yeah, or? there is a website. It's, it's a little bit under construction right now. I would recommend that if you want to see about what San Antonio is about, go to our Facebook page, Rod Face Shalom on Facebook, and you'll see amazing programming, amazing things going on. Road Face Shalom. There you go. Established A synagogue established in 1909. 1909. Still, still going, going strong. strong. Even stronger. Minion, what, every day? Every day, of course. Every day a minion. Avyomi. Really? Yeah. I know, it's so, I know how terribly insulting it is when people like me go ahead and react with this type of you no, know, surprise. No, it's okay. The Dafyomi is actually pretty new, so it, it is really? pretty, yeah. We, we started in Bab Metzia, so we're, we're we, you know. Where did you go to high school once you hit 13? I went to a yeshiva in Denver for high school. Huh. I went to uh, Queens, to Base Matters in Queens. The Seagulls from Phoenix used to go to Denver as well. Yeah, yeah. sure. I remember that. Right. All right. Looks like that old base is covered. You, you've taken care of everything. I mean, San Antonio. You know, it's funny you didn't ask what the three restaurants were. Oh, yeah. What type of restaurants are they? Okay. You want to know about the restaurants? Because so if we spend three days in San Antonio, three restaurants. We need to different places so each there's, time. There's, there's one restaurant that has two locations. Yeah. And it's a very interesting restaurant, especially if you're only there for three days. You'll love it. Once you may be there for a little bit longer... You know, they start, the food starts tasting similar. But uh, it's Tex-Mex, and it's vegetarian, it's dairy, but they have the best nachos. I'm in! Vegetarian. The, the, you the just best spoke nachos. my language. You know, they have, they have, you know, buffalo burgers and all these different things that are all vegetarian. But the nachos are really what you need to order. The nachos, if you go there, are what you need to order. And then there's an Israeli, like, falafel shawarma type of place. Of course there is. Excuse me? The oh. best nachos. Oh, you know about the nachos. The, the Houston guy yeah, yeah, yeah. says that it's the best nachos are the in best San Antonio. Nachos. Now, Rabbi, do we want to correct Nachum about the Houston-Houston <laughs> thing, or we just want to pretend? I would say if you're from Texas, you would pronounce it Houston. Yes, and You've if you weren't from Antonio? anywhere in America, you'd probably pronounce it Houston. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what? Pretty we cool. Have, we have a real jet setter, this Pollock guy. He's been to San Antonio, he says. Hello. He was on Wheel of Fortune. How'd you have the nachos then? Oh, they're oh. the same restaurant in Houston. But it's oh. founded in San Antonio. Okay, really okay. everybody settle down. San Antonio. 
rivalry. Yeah. Rabbi Avram Scheinberg, a real pleasure to meet you. Likewise. Thank we're you gonna, so we're much. We're going to put it on. on our list. We're going to put San Antonio on our wish list. I want to go to Texas. I'm telling you. we got to put it on our wish list. I we'll look, oh, we did, we did Houston with the floods. We'll go to San Antonio without the floods. And we, really, we don't need floods to go to Texas. We don't need a flood. Right. We're, we're not missing anything now. I have the Malcolm Siegel app on my phone. That's it. So that's it. What else do you need in America? That's it. Now you can really live what anywhere. Else? You can live anywhere. Hey, you can, can you anywhere. send regards to listener Yitz in San Antonio? Listen yes, to just say yes, thank yes, you. Yes, yes, I'll right. send you guys Because he checks that. in on the, on the app every day. Yes. Listen oh, to yeah, I, I actually know who it is. Yeah, he checks in. I know do. who it is. So please and send I think regards. my wife is listening live also, and she's the reason that I'm here. So Excellent. I just want to say hello to her. Let her know you're doing a good job. Thank you. You said you'd be here at the Metropolitan Pavilion, and, and he really is. That's he's here. really yes. here. That's and he's not getting any good New York food while he's here. He's not at Times Square trying to find some good meals or anything That's later. That's later. Thank you, Rabbi. All right. Nice to meet you. Rabbi wonderful to meet you. I think we're going we're gonna to note our friends for Mask for a moment. Uh, Ruchama Klapman stopped by. She we, has a reminder. Don't drink and drive. She's right. She is right. You can drink in moderation, and you can drive, but never drink and drive. You can drive in excess. Correct. Right. <laughs> oh, this is a good, what do you call it? This is a good pouch for Israeli shekels. Okay. I like that. Right. Special tefillah she dropped by. And one of these um, uh, jar openers. That's oh, what is that like. what this That's is? what it looks like to me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yes, it's an easy gripper. An there easy gripper. There you go. You see that? Thank you, Nahum. I, I, could, I could pick it out of a lineup. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have visited with nine communities from around the United States of America. And now it's time for the 10th before we get to our friends in Israel. And the 10th, believe it or not, is Manhattan Beach, New York. Could you imagine that? Manhattan Beach, New York is on the list of, of uh, communities that is looking for you to come and move to their uh, area. Milton Zegerman of Manhattan Beach is here. Welcome to the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you very much. I'm the president of Manhattan Beach Jewish Center. I have been to Manhattan Beach Jewish Center many times. Probably for weddings and <laughs> symphonies. I was at the Ambrose wedding most recently okay. on a Sunday night in uh, January. Yes, we have a new caterer. The yeah, catering hall got rebuilt. Yes. It's very beautiful. So we have a lot of simchas. For now those there. who thought that nobody uh, recovered nicely from uh, Superstorm Sandy, your catering facility really yes, recovered very but nicely. For a few years, it was a little difficult. Correct. As uh, the other uh, families and houses of Manhattan Beach. But thank God now uh, things are quiet. I was involved in a historic event in your synagogue. Okay. I was the uh, moderator at the Democratic debate for mayor. Oh, I was there. Uh, I was, was quite there. a night. I wasn't president at the time, but that was interesting. That was a very interesting yes, event. It was yes. right after Anthony Weiner announced that he was back in the race. Yes, he was and there. And there was a lot of media attention there. Boy, yeah. that was quite something. Anyway, uh, the Manhattan Beach Jewish Center, uh, boy, was built how long ago? Uh, the synagogue was built in the early 50s, but the synagogue has been around right. since the, it's about 90 years old. Who's the so. rabbi now? The rabbi now is Rabbi Zelikovich, a very fine rabbi, very uh, friendly. Uh, he gives classes. I take classes. He has a lovely young family, his wife Sarah. She's involved too, and they have a nice young family that are growing up basically in the synagogue. And not only is your community close to New York City, your community's in New York it City. It is in New York City. How do you like that? And also, it has a very suburban feel. It's surrounded by Sheepshead Bay on one side, the ocean on the other. Uh, you feel like basically you're in the country. 
Boardwalks, uh, parks, things like that. Why are you here? Why is a New York City community at a community fair uh, concentrating on communities from around the country? We're looking to rejuvenate the Jewish Center. Uh, we have plans which have just been approved to build a seven-story, 23-apartment building with three-bedroom, two baths, 23 of those, 10-foot ceilings, Shabbos elevator, other amenities to attract young Orthodox Where is families. it being built? Right across the street from the Jewish Center. I know that area. Yeah, we have a parking lot there now. We have a secondary parking lot, but we're going to use that for the building. And we plan, hopefully in the next three, four months, to start construction and uh, hopefully be done by the end of 2018 to attract those young Orthodox families. Will it be considered affordable to young Orthodox yes, families? Yes, because we're going to subsidize part of it. We can't say exactly how much, but it's going to be a good subsidy. Very nice. Boy, oh boy. So Manhattan Beach has that to offer, and of course, it would be silly for us to tell this audience about the amenities when you're in Brooklyn, New York. Right. They, they can imagine that you have every kosher and Jewish amenity yes, necessary. Yes. We're targeting people who live in Brooklyn or Queens or the Bronx, who want to stay in New York City, who have family, who have jobs that they want to keep and not move out. So it's a certain demographic, but I think it's a fairly large demographic. And we're catering, trying to cater to that uh, to help subsidize those families. How do people get information about Manhattan Beach? Uh, Your email scanning, address? We're scanning all those people that have come here now. Uh, they can contact me. Uh, my uh, email address, which is on the flyer. ZegermanM at gmail.com. That's it, or call me, and uh, we'll be more than happy to talk. Uh, we'll send out information all along to see uh, how our progress is going with our building, and hopefully you'll be one of the 23 families when the time comes. And by the way, and I, I know you obviously you're with the Manhattan Beach Jewish Center, but there are other synagogues as well. There right? are other synagogues, but of it's course... It's a nice community. Yes, but we're the ones who are right. doing the building, so... We expect people, of course, to daven and be with us. Understood. And why wouldn't they? It's right across the street. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. Can't do much better than That's that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, there you have it. Thank you very much, Milton Zegerman. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Nice meeting you. A uh, pleasure to have you on. Milton Zegerman of the Manhattan Beach Jewish Center, everybody. And, uh, yes, it is going to be a very, very interesting development to watch the growth of the Manhattan Beach Jewish Center. Well, we've now explored... Ten communities in the United States. <laughs> We've also had a, a, uh, an opportunity to shout out to places like Stamford and others that have, been, uh, that, that have been here at the Jewish Communities Fair. And there are 56 different communities that are represented. And I thank all of you who are watching on Facebook Live and everybody who's watching on our website at NachumSingle.com. I want to thank ZK and I want to thank Jamie and I want to thank Yoni. And everybody who's had a role, and Miriam L. Wallach, of course, everybody's had a role in today's show. You cannot possibly talk about Jewish communities without speaking about the land of Israel, the state of Israel, and the opportunities that await you in our beloved Israel. Mark Rosenberg of Nefesh Benefesh is here. Welcome, Baruch Haba. Welcome to the Nachum Siegel Network. Shalom. Good afternoon. Wow. Good afternoon to you. A couple of interesting things, so much different than... Uh, so much, a couple of different things than usual. First of all, in Israel, as we speak, they're starting Yom Hazikaron. And uh, normally, under normal circumstances, you would not be here in the United States. You'd be in Israel to both 
commemorate Yom HaZikaron and to celebrate Yom HaTzmaut. The first time in 16 years that you're not there. That I will not be there for Yom HaZikaron. And I'm running in a few hours to JFK to Airport to make the plane so I can get back for Yom HaTzmaut. And I'm not, and this is in no way, uh, I'm not being critical of anybody associated with this event. It's just, it shows us that when you're removed from Israel, when you're physically removed from Israel, sometimes it's difficult to remember that there are significant dates that are, uh, you know, that are part of our calendar. For sure. Again, I, with the benefit of the doubt, I'm, I'm not yes, offended anyway. Um, and I'm sure when they, they chose the date, they were aware that the event will be over by that time so people can go to their communities. But they didn't think of you. Uh, <laughs> it, it just points out the rhythm, that we're yeah. out of rhythm of sorts. Uh, and it, it's happened a, a few times. I mean, the, the lighthearted is that you know, I call my brother at work on Sunday by accident. Right. I forget that I'm at work on Sunday and right. he's not. Um, there are times where um, Israel is going through tense periods of time and you see on Facebook feeds or people's pictures that they're like, oh, we went apple picking on a Sunday in, in New York. And you're like, oh, we're you know, all holding our breaths for yeah. the news of what's going to happen with this tense situation. But it, today is acutely sensitive that, uh, I, that I, I, you see that people are, are marking that they're making the sad transition uh, into Israel. And uh, pr presently I'm talking, <laughs> talking and smiling and enjoying cookies from Memphis and, and and cookies from Cherry Hill and ice cream from Cincinnati, and um, but it, it's it's all right. It's so the, the reality. So you reality. so you understand my first point certainly. Yeah. Uh, my second point is that the uh, and I've said this before. Uh, we all know the importance of this community fair, and it's mm. not a joke. It's a tremendous public service, and the OU has done it brilliantly. And you've seen the reaction. It's obvious that they've filled a tremendous need. But without Nefesh Benefesh, without the people and the state of Israel represented here, then obviously there would be something missing. Uh, usually when we do broadcast together, your organization and Israel is the main focus. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit unusual that it's, that, that it's not the main focus, but I'm glad we at least get to spend some time together and talk about Israel. It, it's great. I think that, uh, I'm not sure what your official title is, Nachum, but it should be like commentator on the Jewish people. <laughs> so it is a wonderful opportunity for us to sit and see what's happening to the Jewish world and see the growth of, of these communities and that it's flourishing and that people are, are, proud of, are proud of what they're doing. And it's nice also to be an outsider. Uh, uh, Rabbi Fass, our, our founder and CEO, always talks about that. Sometimes you, when you get a yitro, you get a perspective on uh, other, other things. Right. The and big right. picture, forest yeah, the and the trees. Yes, the forest and the trees. So usually maybe we're at the trees, at the, you know, at the, at the, the flights and right. our experience. So today I get this look from a yitro, and it, overhear what people are saying. And sometimes you, you, you've heard the rabbi say that, you know, Israel's a, Israel's the place to be, but if you're not thinking about Israel, then you should think about you know our community. Right. I, we're, we're, and there's another benefit, by the way. Mm -hmm. Now, when you go to San Antonio to talk about Israel, there'll be Jews there to speak to. Correct. I so. think there is actually is a T-shirt. I'm trying to get one. Uh, my next stop after this is uh, um, if you can't move to Israel, Omaha's your next right, stop. Right, move to Omaha. Right. So <laughs> I, I, I the, but it's it's actually it's nice because you're lifting up Yushalayim to that highest joy. It's it's an acknowledgement, and I think that. Uh, a criticism that is unfair that people say is that, you know, it's not on people's radar. And the people that have been stopping off, and the OU gave us such a great spot as oh, you come good. in. Uh, people are, are, are walking through, and they're, they're, they're expressing interest. Um, and I think that uh, some of the skeptical people in my family or some friends were say, oh, you know, people are going to walk right by you, and they're just going to head on over to Allentown. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's nice to see that, you know, that, that curiosity that people are... Are, are people here are going through a transition. They're, right. they're, they're pondering a transition. And uh, it's nice to be able to that reminder. Um, no I question about it. Mark Rosenberg is here, Nefesh Benefesh. Um, one of the themes that has been dominant in today's conversations 
is that um, when, when I ask about affordable housing, some of the city representatives have actually used the figure 150,000, 200,000, far in numbers to those of us in the New York, New Jersey area. When it comes to affordable housing, this is something where you can as well toss in some towns where someone can buy something sprawling for a good value for their dollar. Correct, but I get, to be, I get to stand on both sides and say we have unaffordable housing and people who say that they want to move to certain neighborhoods in Ramat Beit Shemesh um, or Modi'in or Yerushalayim where I live and, and, and get, I get to be the person to say that if you want to move out of town from the out-of-town options. But we, we came with an arsenal of, of information and photographs of, of communities um, in the north and the south um, so that people who are curious about uh, these places will be able to connect. We have a nice chart of the per square meter cost of housing from very expensive in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem going all the way down to Katsreen and Arad, which is... Uh, what can you buy in Arad now? What do you, uh, have, you, what could, do you, what do you, you need to spend you could in buy, Arad You could right buy now. a super cottage, uh, not just a villa, uh, as it's called in Israel, with a lot of money for that, for that $150,000. A lot of value, you mean? A lot of value, a lot of space. Of course, Arad does not have a traffic light. It's uh, one of the things it's famous for. <laughs> Um, and um, I don't think they have an OU shul there either. So I mean, I, I like the kid about Carmel up north. Carmel has a young Israel. That's right. right. So they have a young right. Israel there. So they, they unfortunately do not yet yet have in Arad a young Israel. So but we, if you're ready to dive into Sfard or uh, you know Edot Hamizrach, you'll well, have one of the shul. first things you give up when you move to Israel is is your nusach. Right. It is. Uh, it, it, it took me a lot of time. It took me a good uh, six, six, seven years to actually become um, tolerant of davening in my other nusach, but it's just becoming more and more prevalent that people are, are davening each other's shuls, right. that shuls, shul policy is changing, where they have a sign behind it that will, that will flip it over nusach svar, nusach ashraz, which was... Uh, when I was in Petah Tikva for Shabbos Cholomoid, the synagogue I'm in has a sign up front, just so people understand what you're saying, depending on who's davening for the Ummah, that's the nusach they're davening. It's, it's, and again, by tefillah. It could be Shachar, it could be Ashkenaz, yes. and Musaf could be Sfar. Oh, it's, it's a very common thing. People like the fancy Musaf uh, Sfar, Kedusha for Musaf. Right. So they set it up that way right. um, very often in shuls like you do. And I used to walk out. And when I first came to, oh, oh no, it has to be Ashkenaz. That's my Musaf. Right. And it's one of those things of. What's know, the Nefesh Benefesh Mincha in Yushalayim? Is that the Ashkenaz or Sfar? Um, I think that the only people who volunteer to daven are Ashkenazi. Ah, okay. And, uh, so at least I know I can find that there. Yes. <laughs> um, as someone who is often pressed into service, I, uh, I would love for one of the people who are New South Sephardi to step forward. And you're originally from Cherry Hill. They're here. Cherry Hill Cherry is, here. Hill is yes. here. Oh, yes. As they, part of Philly? or No, separate. Separate. I didn't even see them in the book. And Exit four in the turnpike. And then, and so when you say you're, you're, but so you don't tell people you're from Philly. Did you go to school in Philly? What was it? Uh, no, I was born in Philadelphia. And Cherry Hill is like, right, it right took there. me 15 minutes to get to uh, the bridge from where I was at. It really is right. a suburb of Philadelphia. Right. So which would you? So you actually lived in Philly or in Cherry? No, Hill? Cherry Hill my whole life. And how are you? So you saw their booth. I I, I had the cookies from my hometown. Are you, you know, shocked at my, how they're doing? Um, are you shocked at their development? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. You thought uh, they'd grow as a Jewish community. Of course. I, I mean, I saw the growth as I was le- I mean, I, I've left 20 years ago. Right. Um, I get to go over there. My favorite Yiddish word is Lanzman. Right. So I get, I get to go over my Lanzman. <laughs> of course, I didn't recognize the people. And then someone finally I did recognize came up. And also the rabbi of the shul is here, Rabbi, uh, rabbi Epstein. Um, it's, it's, uh, because it was good or bad for the people in Cherry Hill that Philly was so close. Like it was a... Uh, it, no, it, it hurt the community or it helped the community? I think it was natural. I think that uh, uh, people from the suburbs went either one way or the other. They went to the Elkins Park, the, the right. downtown, they went to the Elkins Park or Cherry Hill. 
Right. Um, or commuted to New York if they. Or commuted yeah. to New York. So Cherry Hill was getting a lot of the people who were commuting to New York much easier because right. it's uh, only an hour and 15 minutes. Right. Uh, but you see it expanding. I mean, I see, I see it with my mom. My mom left the core of the Orthodox community is on the west side. Um, I'm, I want to be mowed that to your audience. Is I grew up in one of those one of those the families where we went both to the conservative and Orthodox shul, right. which was great for those sh Shabbatot my father would want to sleep in, so everyone thought he was at the other shul. <laughs> Good strategy. That was a great strategy. So I've done that between the two shuls next to me. That I'll go with one hashkama, one the other, and everyone thinks I'm at the other one. So you saw that there was one shul. Eventually, naturally, there was a breakaway. But then Chabad opened up on the east side of Cherry Hill, and then there's other small kolalim that opened up on the east side. You see, and now there's an Eruv on the east side. You see that Cherry Hill is really expanding, I think partially because the community is, uh, we, say in, we say in Hebrew, mitchazek, that they're, uh, they're getting stronger right. in their observance. Um, you also see the tentacles, uh, I mean that in the positive, of Lakewood. Lakewood's influence and people are expanding and, and coming up. There once was a Lakewood kolal that came up, and now there was a, like, really a mamasha Lakewood kolal that was learning in Cherry Hill. So it's, I think that people are uh, naturally looking for uh, opportunities outside of the New York area. They're moving there, which is always, um, I mean, you were with us a couple months ago. The Nefesh Benefesh slogan we're talking about is imagine greater possibilities. Right. We're talking about like, okay, great, I'm thinking about moving and I want a greater school option than, than what I have here. Or I'm, I, I heard this a few times that I, because of the cost of uh, day school, I'm, people are weighing, should I send my kids to public school so that I, could, I still really can afford other things? So we're hoping that people will also imagine greater possibilities and, and explore with Israel. It's only a recent development that some of the amenities and attractions that communities here are offering became big attractions in Israel. Uh, whether it be affordable housing, but much more so mm -hmm. the tuition costs, right? That became a very big attraction in Israel yeah. to those used to paying in the tens of thousands of dollars per child uh, annually of each excuse me, of yeshiva tuition. Talk about availability of kosher food. I don't think there's any better place on earth than, than Israel when it comes to that. Uh, right? Arab is not an issue. Every community has one. It's not like here. I that. think it's really important. I, I, I think I may have said this on another time when, when we've talked about this. I was once interviewed by a Jewish newspaper about this topic of choosing communities. I, I, I mean, for eight years, I've been advising people on choosing communities. And the editor of the newspaper said this to me. I was in shock. I wanted to, like, fall off my seat. She said... She said, um, how do people choose a community in Israel? Do they look for a mikveh and a kosher pizza place? And you're like... <laughs> and I, 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 <laughs> they all have. I want to be like, how many mikvehs and kosher pizza places? I, it's, like, it's, it's like unheard of that, the, that that comparison is not fair to think of it that way. Again, it's a hard transition. The school focuses are different than sometimes people want needs here. There's advantages and disadvantages to Ali. I, I'm a, we're, a we're very upfront about that. Um, but it's, 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 you can't say it's like Allentown or Jerusalem, right? That, that's, that's the choice that we have here. But it's, it's always good for people, especially in the planning stages, to realize whether they have kids going to first grade, that this could be an option for as they get a little older. Or I'll, I'll, I see some empty nesters here, some, some people who are, their, their kids are a little bit younger and they're wondering if. They're ready uh, to I mean, Boynton, we're standing right across Boynton Beach, and I, I, everyone I know in Boynton Beach is over the age of 60. So I, I, there are people uh, who are wondering, is this the next stage for us? And I think it's, uh, it's great to be um, available at, at every stage of the process. NBN.org.il. NSN or NBN? What'd you say? NBN. What did you say? I, I, I see the NSN emblem, and I see our oh, symbol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should do that. NSN.org.il. That'd be cool. NBN.org.il.
That is the, uh, you know this gentleman? I do. And he, this and, is the paparazzi and, that follows you it's, around? It's matching, it's matching shirts. <laughs> I do like really, that. Uh, we mean, really, we, we, on the road again. Yeah, we really are. We really are a good team. Um, someone said that fifth grade tuition in Beit Shemesh, Israel, is 1,700 shekel a year. There are three types of schools in Israel. Okay, there's public schools, semi-private schools, and private schools. Public schools have two kinds, religious public schools and regular public schools. They are basically free. You might end up paying like 20 bucks a year. Semi-private schools, okay, here's my favorite. So I send my kid to a semi-private school because we want two extra hours of, of Lima Day Kodesh, of Torah study a day. So we spend $100 a, a month, okay? And private schools, you have to pay it all, and you don't, have to, you don't have to obey any of the rules of the Ministry of Education. So, again, without knowing it, that might be a private school. Right. Okay? There are different types of schools. So if you want a public school and you go to a small town, then that small town, everyone's the same, so it, it's a great education. I was telling someone about a health situation that we were recently involved with in Israel, and they said to me, do you know what my knee replacement cost me in Israel? And I said, well, because we were talking about socialized yeah. medicine, the whole thing, 28 shekel. And, and they came over to us and said, would you like us to call a gabas? <laughs> I got a free colonoscopy. I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing. It's really amazing. <laughs> All right. Mark Rosenberg, Nevis Benefesh, nbn.org.il, the perfect way to wrap up an OU community fair. Thank you, Mark. A new knee and a colonoscopy. Bye-bye. <laughs> you like that, huh? I thank everybody for tuning in. Thanks for our amazing staff. And thanks, everybody, for watching on Facebook Live and, of course, on our website, at NahumSingle.com. That will close out another successful visit and an incredible broadcast from the OU Jewish Communities Fair. Uh, consider all of the incredible um, uh, communities that the OU has been touting. Go to OU.org for information. Go to OU.org for information. You can check it all out. I thank you all for tuning in, for being part of this very interesting and exciting program. Plenty more programming coming up. And, of course, the next edition of JM and the AM will concentrate on Yom Zikaron tomorrow morning between 6 and 9 a.m. right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.